Welcome to the Pro Wrestling For You podcast. Snap, crackle and cheap pops. And here's your host, Mr. Phil Woodvine. So on today's show, we're actually going to be covering two shows. And I can't think of a better way to start this because it's going to be a little bit emotional. But you know what? It's going to be a lots of fun as well. So on today's show, we're going to be covering both Oscar Mania 1 and Oscar Mania 2. And so for that, I need three co-hosts, co-anchors, call them whatever you want to call them. So first and foremost, we've got Mr. Perfect Paul James. PPJ, how are you doing? I'm good, Phil. How are you, Paul? I am not too shabby. Tell you what, I'm going to let you be my co-anchor. I'm going to let uh, you introduce the next two people for us. Right, okay. Well, uh, next I've got the man who's managed me a couple of times. It didn't help me get a win on either occasions, but, you know, we had good fun out there. Uh, the guy who uh, helped me organise Oscar Mania as well, and it is Jamie Kyle. How are you, mate? All right, mate. Uh, a miracle can't even help you get a win, mate. That's what it sounds like. I'm trying, I'm trying, mate. I'm back in the gym. I'm coming back this time. I tell you, I'm going to go win. And then, uh, obviously, the uh, final part, the final piece of the jig. So, we've got Rob Shano, who will uh, deep dive into, you know, why we put Oscar Mania on, what it was for. Uh, good friend of ours, we've known him for many years, big wrestling fan. How are you, Rob? I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, yeah, good. All the better for seeing uh, you three lovely chaps on a Sunday afternoon. Ah, oh, you little charmer. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, because we've been, we've been talking about doing this show for, for a little bit now, and uh, I'm so happy we managed to kind of put this together, because for me, I never saw this coming. So I'm so um, grateful for uh, for you guys. And again, I'm going to blow some smoke up each each of the three of you's asses. I've got a little notepad here a couple of little notes and bits and pieces on it and there are there are some compliments for each of the three of you so it's going to be quite an emotional show but it's also going to be quite a sweet and nice show as well so uh, i think we're, we're going to have a bit of a good one so i think we're going to have to just dive in right from the get-go how the bloody hell did this even come about well obviously i mean we'll go into detail i mean it was, everybody knows think by this point but obviously rob and his wife natty um they lost the son oscar several years ago through to sepsis um and basically during that time um i know that uh, the donna louise provided a lot of support was that right rob they, they did a lot of good things from what um, my brother told me because obviously he, he's close to you um do you want just you know, go into that a little bit about, you know, how, how good they were for you. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Uh, the Donna Louise were um, absolutely phenomenal in looking after me and Lynette once we lost Oscar. Um, they were there straight away pretty much on day one. And normally what they do, I'm not entirely clued upon everything about them. So, you know, don't take my word for everything. But as far as I'm aware, they sort of help out with people who've got children who are seriously ill and it gives them a place to live, a place to hang out and have fun and people can visit and it, they just, you know, do the best to make those final moments uh, as good as they can. Normally they don't deal with people, as far as I'm aware, I may be wrong, but I was, this is what I'm aware of, that they don't really deal with people when the child has already passed. Um, but this time they did. And I'm not sure, again, if it's something that they continue to do or whatever, but they took us in as soon as Oscar passed away and we spent the best part of a week, maybe yeah. two there. And they, they just looked after us and like like family, really. Um, they were absolutely yeah. brilliant. 
Yeah, I remember my brother saying, you know, we touched on it because I know he'd been up there with you during the time and he said, what a fantastic job they'd done. So I, I always had in my head that I wanted to do something, um, you know, to raise money for them. Because uh, it was obviously with young children, myself, knowing Robin Nett, he, he did he test, you know, close to home. Um, but then I remember Jamie, who I, I really hadn't spoke to from years. It was a, I remember him from school, he was a year below me. Um, but I remember him, you know, he, he did a fundraiser, wanted to football day in memory yeah. of Oscar to raise yeah, money yeah. for John and Louise. Yeah, um, I done, so Oscar's I, fun day. Yeah, I've done two football days. I think I raised about five grand across both of them. What do you have? Um, and then on the, the second one, I think me and you got talking, James, and I sort of had the idea myself, and you'd been thinking of it. Um, and then we said, well, the, the football day got a bit harder to, to plan. Um, I mean, I won't go into all that, but pitches and stuff down the cricket club are all all over the show. So we said, yeah, well, we've got his head together. He said, we really want to do this. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's when you said, well, I know Phil, and I said, well, I bumped into Phil a couple of times. I said, so, well, I mean, I, I know of him. And you said, yeah, we'll, we'll get together and we'll, we'll have a word with him. Yeah. Well, this, 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 is like, like, this is such a strange thing for me because I, I, obviously I know, and obviously you guys have seen it as well, the, like how much stress and how much organisation a wrestling show takes. So when you said, oh, you try to organise a you know, football game, in my head I'm thinking, Really, football's more difficult to organise than wrestling? <laughs> You'd yeah. be surprised, mate. It's, it's not simple when you've got people... I mean, you probably go yourself putting rosters together. You've got people dropping out on the day and then you're having rush around on the day for bringing other folks. And, and there was a situation with the, the cricket club where the bloke didn't book the pitch for us on the day. <laughs> so they said, oh, you can play on the five-a-side pitch. And then I'm like, well, that's not what we want, really. You know what I mean? We've got yeah. lads down here for 11-a-side. So then we had to find a pitch down the bottom of the cricket club, which they never, ever suggested to us. We had to go find the Stoke women's team and steal some nets off them on the day. Because like. <laughs> <laughs> luckily enough for us, they played down there. So, yeah, mate, it was a, it was a far, far, honestly, the second one. Well, you know, make, making wrestling sound easy by oh, comparison. It, it wound so, me up, though, because, I mean, I, I think it's for charity. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't bother. I mean, my wife put a lot of work into that as well as other people making stuff. And then you've got people like just not turning up on the day and stuff, and it's like it's. I think that's dead disrespectful to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, and off the back of that, I mean, obviously, I, I went and I've got to. Oh, I think, I think he's frozen a little bit. I mean, I mean Rob won't mind me saying this. Oh, Rob is. I, I think, I think you were. I think you, you might have frozen a little bit there, James. You completely just oh. cut out. <laughs> Sorry. So uh, what, what I was saying is, obviously, I, I, I took part in them two football days with Jamie, but Rob won't mind me saying this. He's one of the least sports. <laughs> he's friends again, but I think he's trying to say that I'm not a sporting person. Yeah. So, just give me a bit of a heads up, James. I think you might need to either get closer to wherever your router is or knock whatever yeah. you've got on your TV after. Just, just get as yeah, much internet as you can get. Even the internet's three and no one him now. We're keeping that in. We are keeping that in. Usually any little glitches, <laughs> I've, I've chopped, chopped that shit out. You know what? Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's keeping that on. I'll, 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 
I'll be telling you by the time I get to the next show. Um, yeah, so obviously Rob isn't a sport fan. I've known for years Rob was a big wrestling fan. So I, I always thought, you know, it'd be a really good way you know, to pay respect to Oscar and also something memorable for Rob being a wrestling fan. I thought if we could get an event on for him, it'd be fantastic. And, he, you know, get him involved somehow. I knew yeah. it'd be, it, it'd make more of a memory if, if that's right, Rob. So that, that's where the initial plan come from. And I knew Jamie had yeah. bumped into Phil. Obviously, I hadn't really spoke to you in years. I'd done no wrestling in years, but it was something that I was keen on exploring. So that's when I mentioned to Jamie and said, well, come on, if we double team him, it's hard to say no to two of us. If I remember rightly, he was a bit sceptical at first as well, wasn't he as well? He's like, yeah. Which is, I appreciate yeah. that. It's your company name at the end of yeah. the day. I mean, you're, you're putting the face up there at the end of the day. This, uh, this beautiful, wonderful face of mine, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember so the... Just, just let me just let me just uh, dive back one second because I just want to fill in some little bits and pieces. So, Rob, if you don't mind me mm. asking, uh, yes. what year what year was it that um, um, I was, I'm, I'm really trying to be like quite not politically correct, but I'm just trying to. What year did, yes. did Oscar pass? If you don't mind me asking, what year did Oscar pass? He passed away on the third of November, two thousand and sixteen. Two thousand and six. Bloody hell! Yeah, it's about <laughs> five, nearly five years ago now. That's part of five yeah. years. And, and how and how old was he at that point? He just turned two. Oh, bloody hell. So like he he, so he wouldn't really have watched uh, wrestling with you. So you would have been more of a youth um, thing than him. Yeah, I, I tried to force it upon him. There were times when when we would come home and I knew straight away the first thing he wanted to watch was CBBS. So I hit the WWE network before he had a chance to come in the living room. Perfect. And um, <laughs> he enjoyed what he saw for a few minutes before he wanted BBS on. Um, but I must say that two of my one of well, two of my proudest moments where I got him to say Hogan and Goldberg. So, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, by by today's standards, that's probably not the best first words to be saying. But uh, well, no, um, no, but uh, you've got to start somewhere. <laughs> if, if, if his if his first words were Hogan sex tape, like no bloody hell, don't be shouting that out, kid. Don't be shouting that out. I think there's ways to reach out to do with that, but uh, we won't go there. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's nice that we've also got a, a fifth person on the line today. I think it's James's dog. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, I've got rid of him. I've kicked him out. Okay, so it's a good job that Oscar never played Bob's DVD. Press play on Bob's DVD player. That Hogan sex tape would have come straight on. Oh, Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. So, so yeah, so I, 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 I <laughs> I, re- I remember following the initial discussions. Obviously, we uh, we, we were chatting a while about we about the shows and that. Um, so, but the, the biggest stumbling block that I can always remember about that first show was finding a venue. Yeah, <laughs> I, I must like, have gone around about oh. a dozen venues. Like, I, and I wanted to keep it this end of the city. Because yeah. Because whilst we were doing the charity show, I also appreciated what Phil was doing for us. So I was trying to use it as a way for, you know, for him to get some exposure to new people at a different side of the city who hadn't seen his product before. So, you know, hopefully Phil could get something out of it that way. Um, so, yeah, I remember trying everywhere around, you know, from ST6, ST4, ST1 and 2, you know, looking around there. We tried ST1, did we? Yeah, that's, that's a good yeah, if, if I knew that was on the table. There are plenty of poles there to use for the ring. Yeah. The thing is, anyone listening to this outside of Stoke, they were thinking, 
I don't get it. ST one. Anyone inside the Stokes get? I know that one. Mm. Yeah, I, I was all for that venue, but uh, the, the roof clutch was a bit low. Yeah, <laughs> mate. But like, because I, I know, um, cause you say like I ran into Jamie, which is one of those weird like twist of fate things. Me, myself and my partner at the time went along to a Ring of Honor show in Liverpool, and we were on the front row on the on the corner by the entrance. And I'm sat next to. I didn't realise it was Jamie. I think I would have said hello to you, but didn't click in you were, and you were with your mate, and we're talking. And I think me and me partner was just talking about Keith Myatt and then Jamie pipes up. Oh yeah, I know Keith. I've seen Keith. And like, we we sort of know you. Like there was a weird kind of, oh, I didn't realise that we knew you, which I know sounds a bit of a strange comment to make. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of just went from. I think that would have been maybe two thousand and seventeen, perhaps somewhere in that kind of gap. I think it was before. Cause I remember before that. I, I remember seeing you tagged on the photo together, and I thought, oh, that, you know, that's it. Strange coincidence. Obviously, I know Jamie from school. I've known Phil yeah. wrestling for like best part of 13, 14 years at that point. I, I, yeah, I reckon it was the early 2010s, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, whatever. No, I don't know. It wasn't, definitely wasn't 2010s. Definitely, definitely not. I mean, 14, 15, I think. I mean, 14, 15 around well, like, that, I, I didn't, I didn't get with the, the partner until 2016. So I think we have no, probably say that. late, yeah, late 2016. It sounds about right. Oh, yeah. We've gone to Liverpool or something like that. Uh, but it's just one of those nice things. We're chatting to to Jamie and uh, I've forgotten what his mate was called. Uh, had a good laugh, you know. Um, and then yeah, because I know you guys pitched. The, the cool thing is, and I, like, I love when you tell this story. You guys pitched me the second Oscar Mania show venue for the yeah. first one, and I was like, Nah, mate, we're not doing <laughs> a show there. Ceiling yeah. way too low. We'll never get people to a football club. And then, lo and behold, Oscar Mania 2, we actually did it. But uh, obviously, before we get on to that bit, so how do we get on to Oscar Mania 1? How do we settle upon the Sneed Green what? Community Hall? What it was, I remember going around loads of venues and taking, I've got like this infrared measuring thing so it tells you how high the clearance is. And I can't remember what you told me in foot, but everywhere I was going, it was like two foot too short, three foot too short. Yeah. And it was the, obviously the Sneed Green Community Hall, I think. I, I think I'd been there and I'd booked it for my son's birthday party or something like that. And I remember going in and thinking, actually, I'd, I'd ne- it never no, come it was, to mind. It was Lindsay's idea. It was Lindsay's was idea. It? Yeah, Lindsay right. said, Lindsay made the suggestion and then I said to you, and then you said, yeah, that could wait like. And then I think you and Phil went down and checked it out. and That was it. I, I went in and then measured the ceiling after Lindsay had mentioned it. That was the one. We, we did have my son's party. Yeah, that's why I'm getting wires crossed. Yeah. So I remember going and measuring it, and there was way more than enough clearance. It, it was yeah. Just mat- it was and I remember, room. yeah, I remember thinking the, the, the room was that big. We could have had quite a few different um, layouts for it. I think we could have had the ring in the middle by the stage, and it was great. So, uh, yeah, the next thing we did was uh, you and uh, Laura, come, was it Laura? Sorry. Uh, Yex. Leanne. Oh, Leanne. Leanne. Leanne, sorry, apologies, Laurie. I mean, I've, I've been out with like three Laura's, so you, I know. You, you've got it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think Laura was your girlfriend when I first started. Yeah, so you and Leanne come down, because uh, I remember you meeting you, it was first I'd met her and you brought the pooch with you, so we went uh, and yeah. measured up and straight away, you know, it, it was it was good and the only worry was the car park, but yeah. it, was the, it was the right area and it was a good size venue, it was just, yeah. like I say, it's not that easy to find if you're not 
you know, local well, no faith. The, um, the, the venue falls into like a triangle, doesn't it? And depending on which way you come, the venue's got three different postcodes. So yeah. when people yeah, so when people were trying to find it, because um, I remember messaging you, I think it was a few days before, saying, do you realise the posters are wrong? And you're like, no, no, no. And you explained that it's in like a triangle and each yeah. of the streets has got a different postcode to it. Oh, is he frozen again? He's back again. Yeah, I keep freezing. I, I, Technology I what, four, what, perfect Paul James, zero. Oh, no. What I did <laughs> like about the venue as well, though, was the location, because obviously Rob and Nettie, were from, they live Sneed Green, um, and obviously we, we've met from years drinking around Smallthorn and that, so it was really local to Rob, Nettie, ourselves, and a lot of the people that we knew we'd be bringing to the show, because a lot of the crowd would be people that we know that haven't been to the shows before. So the location in that regard was really good. Yeah. It was, it was fantastic. I mean, like, like the thing I love about, about that venue is uh, really light, because we're doing, it's a Sunday afternoon show, and because the, ve the uh, venue had like all of its windows all at the top, and it just it just brings the light down on the, on, on the wrestling thing. So when you watch it back on the footage, it's I know this makes me sound like a boring bastard, but I, I love um, seeing the lighting and the sounds that go into making a wrestling show. And just for that, I was like, yeah, this could work. That alone, just the ceiling height and the, the lighting, I was like, that works. Because we didn't need additional lighting above the ring. We didn't need yeah. uh, anything like that. It could just be a wild-lit afternoon show, and we didn't need to add... Any, any unnecessary expense. So as soon as we'd gone walking in, it's like, yep, yeah, this works. Let's, let's, let's get it done. Yeah, and it wasn't too too expensive either, to be honest, the venue. I think it worked out. I think it was just, it wasn't cheap, but it was just shy of £200 for the day higher. Um, so it, it was all right, like, and it had a ball and, you know, facilities were there for everybody. So, yeah, yeah it, it was good. It was just a shame, it's, you know, the exact location, but it was brilliant for the day. Because I, mean, I can't, and like, please, yeah, someone fill in some gaps for me. How did we settle upon the name Oscar Mania? Because I don't think that was one of my suggestions. Because um, I know we wanted, obviously, Oscar's name in there somewhere. But like, I don't remember how we settled on Oscar Mania. Ah, did we, is it just something we said between us, lads? I, I, I mean, yeah, it, I think so. It, it, it was a pretty obvious come, one come to. So obviously, we want Oscar's name in there. Rob's a massive Hulk fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't me that came. I didn't know it was called Oscomania at first. I just knew that these guys were up to something. And they were talking about, we're going to go to a wrestling show. And the next minute, oh, yeah, we've got a wrestling show organised. Oh, it's, it's Oscomania. So <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was obviously done between these two. And, 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 and to be honest, I couldn't think of a more perfect name myself. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it is. But you know, you know what's really good about it, right? So, again, this is going to make me sound like a boring bastard, but I want to give you a bit of an insight into how I sort of um, operate. Now, when we did the show called The Full Monty, you've got what's called stumble opportunities. So if you name a show called Pulp Fiction or you name it called EastEnders, you, you, something that someone could search for, not nothing too outlandish, but just something that people could you know, search for, then you've got, you got people that wouldn't necessarily be looking for it that could stumble upon it. Now, Oscar Mania is like the week leading up to the Oscars award ceremony. And I think, is that, that towards the end of the year as well? Is that quite late into the year? I, mean, I might be wrong on that one. Or, I have no idea. I've never heard um, 
Yeah, it's it's called like Oscar Mania loads of the sort of tabloids. Oh, oh yeah, they always do. Oh, it's the Oscar Mania week and oh, all no. this sort of stuff. And it is somewhere near towards the end of the year. So by the corner Oscar Mania, when people were searching for you know just the let's see who's up for best director, best producer, whatever, they we had opportunities for them to stumble upon our little wrestling show in the middle of nowhere, um, just by naming the show that you. Know. So I thought that, that was pretty cool. That was a nice little. Um, that's yeah. the thing for us. I, th- I mean, I, I think I we imagine... just stumbled across it. To be fair, I think when the three of us were all just spitballing names, and then for some reason we just stumbled across Oscar Mania, and I think all three of us just instantly said, "Yeah, that's a set. It can be nothing else." Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to take credit, but I think it was an idea I had early doors. The name because I remember going online and messing with fonts for a logo. Um, because I wanted like the traditional Hulk Hogan logo for Hulkamania. I, I, I always envisioned that as the logo, so yeah. But I, I remember that spending hours on <laughs> To be fair, though, if you're going to make like a name for a wrestling show, I mean, you know, there's obviously hundreds of them out there, but just put ma- just put Mania on the end of any word and there you go. It's not yeah, for wrestling, is it? You could just put Mania on something and it's like, whoa, you know, because yeah. it's, it's that WrestleMania vibe, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just glad we didn't go down the alliteration route because we, we've done it. We did Silver yeah. Showdowns and you know, things like that. And you know, nearly every year you can see it's uh, like uh, Christmas Chaos, Christmas Carnage. Yeah. It's always like A-A-B-B-C-C-D-D, whatever. I'm just glad it was just a one-word show. Yeah. I, I hate alliter- alliteration shows yeah. now. It just makes me cringe. Terribly. And also, like, obviously it's not comparable, but it's good for when we go and do it again and again, like WrestleMania. You've got the Oscar Mania one, two, three. It's a nice <laughs> name that we can, you know, can yeah. be tagged to that charity fundraiser. And people then who have been before know exactly what it's for. It's identifiable and it's nice. Yeah. It's a nice branding. And also, I'd say it's a memory of Oscar. So it's a good yeah. touch, you know, for remembrance of his name. Yeah, absolutely. Because obviously, I, 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 I want to. I, so, would my first meeting of you, Rob, would it have been at that show on that day or would, would I have met you beforehand? I think we met um, briefly before one of the previous shows that you did, like the, that year or possibly the year before. Um, I, th- I remember me and Jamie went to a couple of your shows in Silverdale, and uh, I think I might have bumped into you then. Or oh, this yeah. is, uh, you know, uh, did did you come that show, Rob? The first time I was back in at the Rumble, it was the first, it was the full Monty show. It was the first time I've been in a ring in like eight years. Did you come to that one? No, I think I missed that one. I might have come to like the one after or something like that. I think I mi- missed your first big one. Yeah, because that, that was the first... I mean, it was only Rumble Appearance, but that's the first show I'd done in like eight years. I think that was the show before Oscar Mania. So, right. you know, I, I couldn't remember if you were there or not for that. No, so I, I, think I, I think I've been to a couple of shows before, but not seen you. I think Oscar Mania was the first time I saw you wrestle. Ah, right. Very good. Because, hmm. like, obviously, we're, we're, obviously these, these two guys here, they, they, they know you better than I do. And um, I think... When they were pitching me, do you want to do a show and all this sort of stuff? Like, we don't mind doing you know, charity shows if we kind of feel that um, it's going to a good cause, going to a good charity. Now, Donna Louise is 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 such a great charity. Um, as soon as we yeah, we kind of knew we were doing it for them as well, I was like, yeah, we're in. And then James was pitching, oh, we'll we'll get you over this side of the city. Um, I was like, cool, because we don't have much we don't have much exposure in the actual Stoke end of you know, Staffordshire. And then obviously when we started finding out more and more about Oscar, and I thought, you know what, this this is amazing. This it's just win win win. 
Um, it's, it just kept putting it all on top. And I think my only reluctance, because I know Jamie said a bit before that, yeah, you know, they had to talk me into it, is we had, I think it was about six shows booked in. And I, I take it personally, you know what I mean? I, I do make myself sick by promoting shows because I'm out on all weathers trying to fly every every street, every house. I'm stressy. I, you know, people are pulling out of shows. They want to you know, arrive late. They want to you know, leave early. All the stress that they put themselves under. I, thought, I don't want to add a seventh show. And they said, look, we're going to be doing a lot of this for you. All you've got to do is just put the pressing view back into it. And... You know, both you know, James and Jamie, they're taking it on their shoulders. And I was like, you yeah. know what, that, that, that's cool. Because that, obviously I've known James a long time, since I think it's May 2007 we started wrestling. And yeah. I was like, you know what, you know what, Let, let's let's take this risk. If, if it works, brilliant. If it doesn't work, the risks of what, what we're going to lose is very, very minimalized. So, you know what, Let, let's do it. And obviously we would have met you, Rob, met, met the wife. And he's like, you know what? We really want to fucking do this. This is such a good cause. There's such great people. We're doing it. So even though we never met Oscar, we kind of felt like we did through YouTube, yeah, seeing how yeah. uh, seeing how YouTube yeah. were dealing with it and how YouTube were getting so excited for the show and you were chucking in ideas and all this sort of stuff. And because I've been doing it, oh, promoting seven years, but probably performing for eleven, like. It's no longer like it's not a novelty for, for me anymore. It's it's yeah. you crack on with another show, and I think yeah. seeing your excitement of getting to do bits and pieces. Oh, can I come out with the wrestlers? Yeah, of course you can. Yes. Like yeah. I I miss that because it's it's kind of gone for me. Um, yeah. And so yeah, like it was it was such a great learning curve for me. It kind of brought me back to why I loved wrestling, just being about around yourself and the wife and being around James and Jamie, getting them to get their first taste of promoting a show. I was like, yeah, this is this this is what it feels like when you're first starting out. So it, for me, it was fucking brilliant. Really, really great learning experience. Yeah, that's it. And it's like, it's you, you know, obviously giving pleasure and fun back to the people like you were one of those people what enjoying wrestling. Now you've got, you're giving the fun, you're giving the wrestling to those people that are enjoying it. But now with something like this, a charity event, say, or in a different venue, you're bringing other people in who've probably never seen it before. Yeah. People who would never have gone to watch wrestling, but they're going to watch it because they know people, because it's a good cause. And then and then they go in and they enjoy it. And then you've got more fans then. I, I did always think, as well, with, obviously James uh, was mainly saying, look, you, you, you're the Newcastle end of the, uh, end of the town. Uh, we'll get your exposure over here. That really appealed to me, but... I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want it to feel like I'm going, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it for the exposure. Like, it, it, felt, it felt like I was being a bit, like I was getting something out of it, which I was, but I didn't want it to seem like I was only doing it for that. Once I'd met you and start pitching ideas, I'm like, we're, we're fucking doing it. We're absolutely fucking doing it. Like, the, ex the exposure was, the exposure had come like secondary at that point. It was like, it's cool. Let's just, let's go have some fucking fun. Put some smiles on faces. That was always really important to us, though, as well. That you yeah. know, what I mean, whereas you were doing something for us, we wanted to do something back for you. So it was all like uh, that was important to us for having this side of the city, get you more heads in, and bums and seats and stuff. And every time me and James discussed something, that was always the forefront of the conversation. Really, what can we do for help, Phil? What can we do here? I mean, I, I remember the first the conversation we had with you. You, you said to us, I mean, it's always stuck with me. You said, what do you want to achieve out of this, lads? 
why do you want to do this? And I think me and James, basically, we said the same thing to you. We said, listen, Bob's a mate. Um, we won't give, we won't give, do something for him and his lad like, and we know him and Oski uh, liked watching wrestling together as we know now Bob made him watch wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> he would have loved it. He would have loved it. And, and he had no choice. <laughs> that was it. Uh, and that was it, Phil. I mean, you, you just sort of, you bit straight away then. You were, you were all in from that moment. So I'm when we told you, wow, yeah. we wanted to do it. Well, I'm going to have to ask yeah. the question. So this, obviously this would have been, what, 2018 was the first show. So, Oscar, uh, so October 2018. So were we talking about it maybe a year in advance or start of that year, something like that? I'd yeah, it was. Year, yeah. Uh, it might have been just after Christmas and we start, or was it, it was, uh, uh, yeah, it might have been just after Christmas. So we had like a good 10 months go at it because yeah. we, want, we, we wanted line of ducks up in terms of, sponsors get the venue we, we knew it wasn't going to be easy and we were both you know very conscious about the fact we didn't want you know you to have to get too involved with the planning of it because as we said yeah. we wanted to make it as easy as it was for you basically use you for your connections in the ring and let us try to do all the admin side of it because yeah. you were doing us a favor um, so there was, I, I mean, the, the job I was in at the time, I remember <laughs> I spent many an hour not doing the job, making phone calls, spreadsheets, sorting out funds, then the tickets, things like that, you know what I mean? Because it, it, was, it, was, it, was, a, it was a good experience, but I remember thinking at the end of it, oh, thank God it's one and done, I won't have to do this again. <laughs> so so like I'm, I'm going to have to ask, of course, because I mean, so what, 2018? I assume the, the the barracks were around 2018, perhaps the barracks trading school. Uh, there's United Wrestling, so there's at least two other options. Yeah. Um, was it literally just because you, uh, you knew me from obviously back in 2007 at BWA? Because I mean, it would have been. Uh, let's be honest, it would have been easier to get United Wrestling on board. They're, they're in Stoke. They've got their own ring. Mm. Um, why Pro Wrestling Few? Why not another company? For, for me, I think it was a trust thing. Really, we trusted yeah. them. Um, I mean, your shows for me were, all, were more polished than theirs, so we say, in a, in a mm. polite way. They seem more professional, James, if that, that makes is, is my right on what I'm saying there. Yeah, yeah, and I don't want to throw shade on anyone else, but it was the quality of the shows, and also it's like you said, with I, I know a few of the lads from the other groups, and they, obviously I've, I made a relationship with the lads from Barracks because we, when said that I'd be wrestling. I had to get back in the ring for the first time in a while, so I went and trained with them. But what it was was because I'd known you for so long, and we did, we had a really good friendship. Yes, I'd walked away from you at all for a long time, but I knew I could be very open and honest and have a frank conversation with you, and I wouldn't feel like I was pestering you or trying to yeah. suss you out at the time whilst judging this. What's he thinking? So, yeah, it was having that line of engagement there with you that just yeah. was going to make it a lot easier. Um it also, it was it was a way we kindled friendship that we, you know yeah. we, we'd lost touch in a long time, and we we did get on really well. So I was looking forward to rebuilding that. Yeah, because that that it's something that I probably never mentioned. I probably never spoke to you about, but it was definitely something that, that meant a lot. I suppose because I thought, well, there's other ones in that area. It's, it means something to me that you'd gone. Oh, okay, we we want, we want to get person for you on board again. I'm not going to throw shade at any other yeah, wrestling company, yeah. anything like that, but. I, you know, I, I, it meant a lot to me that you guys, I don't know, want to, want to get Phil on board. And like that, that did a lot for me. Mm. So uh, we've got to talk about it. So we've, we get the venue booked in. We're, we're, we're months in advance, about what, maybe 
we've got that venue what eight months ten months ready yeah it, it was a long time in advance because i remember getting it boots paid the deposit down on that and i started getting the sponsorship money um from the sponsors uh, and we were really fortunate that the sponsors covered massive chunk of putting the show on uh we had there was a uh, eye repair and small phone they really good donation there was uh i think i can't remember if did yeah leak united did for the first one and then the yeah. big ones obviously deborah timmis um and i think autonet did autonet do for both as well um so yeah, we, we had some really good sponsors, and we didn't want we didn't want to go overboard with getting too many sponsors because then it comes diluted for them as well. But yeah. It was good. It was local companies where they were either based really locally. It was their chance to you know help raise money, and also Deborah Timmis. Um, it there was the family connection with Rob and Natty, so I think they personally it was a gesture for them as well. You know that they were on board, and they it was really nice touch by them. Well, let's be honest. Now. If if I go to um you know, to a company and say, "Hey, do you want to sponsor my wrestling show?" They might be a bit like, mm, "Maybe not." But there is yeah. a certain um, cheekiness that you can use when you when you're promoting a charity show, because you know people can't say yeah. "fuck off, fuck off" at my face. Yeah, oh, it's, it's a full of charity show. We're raising money for the uh, the Donna Louise. Yeah. You kind of almost feel compelled to at least hear you out. It's not compelled to have to give you money, but at least give you more time than they necessarily would. So that having that like shield of uh, the charity show was such a good way of doing it. I thought they might need all the sponsors that got on board for both shows. Like, we, we literally can't thank them enough because we, we wouldn't have been able to do it without them. Yeah, in fairness, I think we only, personally, I only asked one other person, uh, well, one other company to uh, sponsor. And they, not, not for, like, they didn't get back in touch, but I didn't want to go around capping on to too many people. Once, yeah. once I'd got a rough idea of what the outlay was going to be in terms of the license, the posters, tickets, ring. Once that was covered, I was happy then because I didn't, what I didn't want to do was say, get 200 people through the door. And then say, oh, we've raised 400 quid. And they're all saying, well, we've paid £5 pound a piece. Why have you only yeah. raised that much? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. so, so that's why I wanted to get that nice chunk up front so I could actually say to the sponsors, look, you're sponsoring the show and this is what you're putting on for the show. So then everything we raise above this level is pure money for uh, Donna Louise. So it, it, was, it was really good. It was, uh, it, like I say, I'm not... Uh, I'll talk to anybody, but again, when it comes to asking for money for sponsorship and that, I do feel a bit cheeky. So it wasn't yeah. the most. Has he gone again? Technology five, perfect portrait. <laughs> oh, it's going to have tap out in a minute, I think. I this losing, I, this I, losing I, streak continues. If, if, he gets to t- if he gets to 10, that is officially a count out. I'm just saying that. It's 5 0 already. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's Lucas, he's playing Fortnite. That's who I'm getting blamed. Oh, you. damn kids. I mean, I think uh, back, to, back to the sponsors, I think, I mean, the, yeah. we were happy with people wanting to put 50 quid in, if they wanted yeah. to put even 20, 30 quid in, you know what I mean? But then, in the end, we ended up getting people who were putting, like, 200, 250 in, and we yeah. were, like, flabbergasted and that. I mean, I think Jace down at our repair sponsored both shows, yeah. and he, he put, I think, to, I think he uh, put 200 in both shows, like, and it's like, Jace, I mean, you didn't need to do that, bro, you know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. I, I Sorry, think, have you two been keeping Rob up to date in terms of the, the sponsors and the money and stuff? 
Because I know, like Rob said earlier, that obviously you two guys just ran away with it to a point. Yeah. Like, had you been keeping Rob up to date with saying, Rob, by the way, we've got 400 sponsors, 450 sponsors, 500 sponsors. Like, Rob, were you aware of, like, where they were in terms of the, the backing that they were getting? Um, not as far as I'm aware leading up to the show. Because, no. to be honest, with the first show, I was pretty much kept in the dark for most of it. They were doing all the planning for months and months, and I didn't really know about it until, I can't remember when, but it wasn't that far uh, leading up to it, I just knew that at first in my diary there was a wrestling show where I had to go to. <laughs> um, and then it was revealed that it was Oscar Mania, and then it wasn't until, like, you know, you get there, you see everybody, and, and you know, the posters and everything that's going on, you realise how, how big it, it had become. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I was, personally, I was mindful with the first one that I didn't want to, not get Rob involved, I didn't want to feel like he was obliged or bidding to do any of the planning. I just wanted it to be an experience for him and Natty. Um, and just going, taking back a step, the other sponsor who sponsored both shows with a very generous amount was uh, PKD Metal, who's a family friend of mine, and also Rob's really good friends with uh, Michelle and Ian, Emma mm. and Gwen. You know, it's a family business, a local business, and they were very keen. They don't have a massive budget for, you know, charity things throughout the year, but they were very keen to donate because, again, it was something close to their heart. You know, I, I think with, you know, 60%, maybe slightly more the sponsors, they all had that relationship there with Rob and Nettie, all the families, and knew what had gone on, so they were all keen to, uh, you know, help donate it and make the show possible. Yeah. So I've got to tell people listening that uh, Jamie is currently dying. He's got a, he's trying to recover from, I think he said, tonsillitis. So if you, if you hear him coughing and spluttering, uh, next year he might be uh, Jamie Mania at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'll go that far. Feels like it's at the minute, I'm not going to lie to you. Phil, Phil, quick, while, while he's really ill, can you book him for the next show with my <laughs> opponent? <laughs> uh, I I I'll just fall on you and still pin you, mate. One, two, three, bang. Um, the, the old uh, big show and William Regal finish. Oh, I, lo I love that so much. That's so good. <laughs> I mean, so obviously, we, we get the venue booked, we start putting the show together. And, it, and for me, it was a nice little past, present, and future of pressing for you. Because when you're, when you're booking wrestlers for a regular pressing for you show or any other wrestling show, you work out their wage with them, you know, they work out the other wage with you, and you work out their expenses. Now, with a charity show, there's no wage. Obviously, all the money goes to uh, yeah. uh, into the pot for the charity, but you still have to pay the wrestlers to get there. That's you know, they're, they're not going to be out of pocket to do a show. They yeah. don't mind you know, breaking even and doing it for, for complimentary, but you still need to pay their petrol. And so we kind of started putting the show together. It was a few... Pressing a few regulars like the Myatts, uh, Dave Zavecki and Mark Morgan and yeah, a few of these other guys. Um, and there was a few yeah, uh, guys from mine, mine and James's past, as in um, yeah. uh, Mr. Paul Beswick, which was a, was a cool little um, sort of nod to our sort of past at BWA. Yeah. He was, I suppose, he's the most chiseled man on that show. Uh, it's rid it ridiculous. <laughs> well, I, I tapped him up because when, uh, you know, I, I'm one of these who will uh, hit the gym and then not go for, you know, do it for six months and not go for three years. But every time I go, I always go see Paul because he sorts me out with his supplements. He's got his company. And, you know, he's, uh, he, he was one of our trainers when we first started. Yeah. 
he won't mind me saying he loves himself. He's an egomaniac, but he's awesome. <laughs> he's, he's a great bloke. So I, I just, you know, name dropped when I was organising the show. I was getting some supplements off him. Oh, we're going to do a charity show for Donna Louise. Uh, Keith's going to be on there. Would you be interested? Though to test the water because I know he hadn't wrestled in years, but he's still a specimen. Let's be honest. Yeah. At his age, he can still go. Um, and it, yeah, it, it was on board straight away. But he, he, he just says, as long as I can do something with Keith, because I think him and Keith still have a bit of back and forth and they yeah. want to do something together. So yeah, it was a nice touch game them two together, two old school guys from Stoke. I mean, yeah, I couldn't absolutely. believe how big the show was because uh, I went in the locker room and thought it was Billy Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> no, he is. He's a good bloke, Paul. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so obviously, looking down through this card, I did manage to find the original card that we put together because there's a couple of changes. There's yeah. never been a show in the history of the world where nothing's changed, where someone's dropped out, someone's got ill, someone's got injured, and you have to just quickly roll them up. Like, it happens on every show. People think, oh, that's a crappy finish in WWE or AEW. Shit fucking happens in every show, so you just have mm-hmm. to roll. You just roll with it at that point. So I did pick out a, a few little bits and pieces. So we'll, we'll talk about. We'll, we'll run through the card very quickly. What actually went on, um, and then obviously we'll we'll kind of put some little bits and pieces around this. So uh, to open the show, this is quite a late match that we added to the show. I don't know why we left it so late to boot this one, but I think this was booked with maybe three weeks to. A month before the show, before these guys actually said, you know what, we we want to wrestle each other. Can we come do it? So I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. So you got a guy, uh, Cameron Solis versus Joe Bolton. Um, great, great opener. These guys yeah. have wrestled uh, together. Um, they they teamed up on a, you know, a later pro wrestling few show. Great opener, nice and um, like kept you nice and fast, kept you nice yeah. and stiff. That's how those guys worked. Uh, how did you guys find the match? Yeah, I mean, I, I went to watch this one back the other day, and it was, I just said what a good opener it was, because you could tell the crowd were noisy from the get-go for the event, but you could tell there wasn't a lot of people who had been exposed necessarily to this type of event. Oh, he's gone again, 6-0. <laughs> yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it. It was the first time, when I watched it back, it was the first time I saw it, because I was backstage when this happened live. So I missed it then, and I watched it, and um, it was a very fast-paced match, which is like a great way to start an event. Mm. And Joe Bolton had some uh, terrific-looking arm drags. Yeah. <laughs> I did notice that. Was it Jimmy slipped that, off the second rope? Oh, I, I, don't, um, um, I don't recall that. <laughs> I don't recall he, that. He was, I think he, he was standing on the... Oh, no, not... Um, sorry, it was his opponent, the one who came up with the glasses and the long hair. Oh, yeah, Cameron Sotolis. Um, yeah, yeah, Cam, he was standing on the second rope talking trash to the crowd and one of his foot, foot slipped through and he ended up basically sitting on the second rope and he, he no-sold it well, I'll give him that. <laughs> Fucking hell. Shit happens, Mr. Tonsillitis, can you remember this one? I was in the back at the time, uh, but I, I remember watching it back about, uh, it was about a year or so ago. Uh, through the lockdown, and again, it was it was a steady, steady match. And I mean, like James said, the a lot of the crowd were there for the event. I mean, no offense to any of the workers at the lads there; they probably weren't so sure who any of them were. Yeah. But I think them lads got the crowd going from from the get go, and it's yeah. the rest of the show up very nicely. And I was surprised at that, like that 
how talented they were. They were able to to get a crowd like that going from the get go. Again, yeah. people didn't really know who they were. Yeah. Well, so I'm going to have to ask. So obviously, Rob, you um, yeah, you've been to yeah, a couple of pressing few shows. Obviously, Jamie, we've you know, been to Ring of Honor, a couple of local shows, all this sort of stuff. So you've been at shows, but yeah. only when the doors open and you pay your money and you go in. So now that you're both in the back, back, in, you're in the back, you're in the changing room. Is there anything that you thought? I bet wrestlers do this in the back that they did or didn't do. Is there any surprises, any little bits that you just thought I never would have thought of that, or why the fuck are they doing this? I think they were all it was a great camaraderie in there. Everybody was having a laugh, and I mean, they didn't know me or Bob really. They all knew each other. They didn't know us, but I never ever felt out of place, shall we say? No, I wouldn't say I was surprised by anything. There was nothing that went on backstage. You know, they weren't all doing lines or anything like that. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it's not old school eighties anymore. Just all dream dominoes, just, just, uh... <laughs> Yeah, uh... it was just it's just a, a, a bunch of guys in a. It was like because it just reminded me of theatre because I do amateur dramatics. Yeah. So a lot of the time you're just all in a room. Um, you're all just chatting away, getting dressed, and having a laugh, and that's pretty much what it was. Uh, you know, obviously. Uh, they were just mucking up. No one was mucking about, you know, everyone's talking about the, the event and planning matches and things like that, you know. But, um, yeah, I, I, I wasn't uh, surprised by anything, but it was, it was a nice atmosphere. There's a, there's a noise that, you, that you'll hear when you go into a change room. And if you've not been in a, in a wrestling change room before, it sounds really weird. Now, James will know exactly what I mean because you'll go walking in and you'll hear people planning a match out. Now, they don't talk in moves, they talk in swears. And grunts. So there's, there's two of them just kind of sat there talking, and one of them that's laid the match out to be like, so I go boom, 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 fuck off, fuck off, fuck off, boom, you that way, boom, 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 <laughs> fuck, 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 drop yeah. kick you. You're like, what? Like for people that don't know what this is about, if they just go walking in and see boom, 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 fuck off, drop kick, fuck, 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 boom, boom, yeah, boom. The Venga boys thinking, come in. Yeah, think what the bloody hell is going on? But. Uh, it's more sign language because as they're doing that, you just see the hands going round, like yeah. visually demonstrating the moves in the air. But I, I remember from this show, because I was, I was breaking it backstage because personally, like I say, I hadn't been in the ring in a long time. And uh, I, I had a lot of family and friends out there, you know, with it being local. And I was trying my hardest, no salads, because I, I, I could, Jamie... I, was it this one where you were a bit nervous backstage and you kept asking yeah. me? So I was trying to sell it, like, to try to play it cool. And my, my, my horse was going like, and Rob was just selling because, like, he does amateur dramatic now. And you could just tell he was enjoying it. And that's what I was looking forward to. Where I remember just waiting for this. This match just seemed to go finish so quickly um, because I knew we were the second up. And I was looking forward to going, th going through it and going through the few bits we uh, talked about, like, Is he gone? Is it, is it seven now? No. Did you catch that? No, I don't, I don't think I froze that time. <laughs> is, determined, is, is determined not to lose any fucking more points. Was it, is it five nil, six nil? I can't remember. Six point so, five nil, I think. Yeah, six point five nil. So uh, we get on to the second match of the card. Now, this one is an amalgamation of two matches that we'd advertised yeah. that we had to put together. So remember, it's, I've done a bit of digging. We originally advertised Ryan Myatt versus Jordy Stew. Now, Jordy Stew had to uh, pull out. I can't remember if it was on the day or a couple of days before. I can't remember specifically, but that's meant to be a single. So it's meant to be Ryan versus Jordy Stew. And it's also meant to be the loser wears a chicken suit, perfect Paul James versus Matt Burns. <laughs> yeah. Why did we come up with the idea of a chicken suit? Like, 
I, I don't remember that at all. At the end of the day, Phil, that wasn't us, mate. That was all you. But that, that, <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you I even needed to ask that question, Phil. Come on, you must yeah. have known it was you. I know where right. it all stemmed from. It originally come from when we obviously did the show in Jumping Jacks for, what, 11 years ago? Yeah, yeah, about 11. No, 12 years ago. And obviously, you were my manager at the time, and the stipulation was the losers wear a dress. And I remember you banging on about that and saying, right, I want to do something like that, but a bit more ridiculous, you know, a bit more family-friendly, so no address. And that's where it come from. You then just started. I think we changed your mind what suit we were wearing half a dozen times, but that's where yeah. it come from. Yeah, because I found, because we had, like, the, the poster printed up, and we had, like, the poster of the show card printed up. We didn't release singular match graphics. We just did it all in as one kind of thing. And as for loser wears a chicken suit, like, I think I wanted to kind of shock people that if they walk past and they're ready to go, eh? Like, it didn't want it to be something normal. I wanted them to kind of have to read it twice and do a double take. So I just thought, you know what? Loser wears a chicken suit. But Geordie Stu couldn't make the show, so we turned it into a triple threat. It's uh, Mr. Matt Burns with uh, Mr. Rob Shonu with, uh, versus Mr. Pippi James with uh, Jamie Kyle. And then versus he's Ryan Gold at this point. He's not Ryan Myatt. He's Mr. Ryan Gold at this point. And I've got to give you a lot of credit, Mr. Perfect Paul James, because when you came out, even if you said you were bricking it, which I totally get that, where you feel like your legs have gone numb through just pure yes. adrenaline, you didn't show it. I've got to give you credit, because on your face, you're, you're all business, you're all game, you're smiling ear to ear, because you can tell you're enjoying it, even though you're being a heel. Yeah. I think we'd, we'd come up with the idea for your promo you said, look, people, yeah. there, people there know you. So if you come out typical heel face and be like, yeah. I hate you all, respect me, blah, 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 right from the get-go, that it just gone, well, that's the guy that came in and asked me for money. That's the guy that bought me my tickets. That's the guy that really sorted Organized. out. He's gone, he's gone <laughs> yeah. above and beyond. It doesn't make and, sense. So we kind of had to make you so sickingly, if that's a word, nice to people and then segue into this horrible promo do you remember do you happen to remember what yeah. you said i mean yeah, well, yeah, to be, yeah parents, I, I, just jump in sorry i mean at least the promo that he did was better than the idea that i had for a promo but we shan't talk about that now I, I'm, I'm gonna ask you no. i'm gonna ask you that no. question no <laughs> no no, <laughs> no. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you that i'll tell you that one after the call phil. Yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll skip past this one phil i'll lose <laughs> yeah. your viewers Go on, go on then, go on then. So remind me what your promo was, James. Yeah, so come out and obviously I, I want to do me bits. People, a lot of the people there knew me, knew I'd helped organise it and that. So um, I wanted to thank the sponsors, thank the people for tuning out, thank the wrestlers. And then I had to quickly just, you know, get them to turn on me, make them realise I'm the bad guy. So I, I think I just said I hadn't seen that many mutants since the last episode of Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I love that line. And then, That's uh, great. Yeah, they just said how it stunk a beer when I come through the curtain. They obviously aren't treating me with the respect I deserve. And it, it worked. Watched it back yesterday. It did work quickly because they were lively. Go good, pop. And, uh, yeah, I think they enjoyed booing me then at that point. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it's easier to get people to quickly like you in the real sense and then swing it into yeah. uh, being a heel rather than just trying to come out and be all, boo me because I'm bad. Why? You've not given me a reason to yet. I hate yeah. that. And certain people do that. That we're not going to name, but I know certain people do it, and it's just give me yeah. a reason to give me a reason to boo you. Give, at least pull your face, do something, and yeah. And I thought it was really well done, really well done. How did the match go down? Yeah, it was good. I mean, I, I was glad I was in there with obviously two lads from back in the day we trained with. 
uh, Kyle, Matt, you know, gone way back with them. He trained with us, always had a you know, good crack with them. And then Ryan, he used to come with uh, Keith when he was doing guest training spots. Um, so, yeah, very comfortable. It was dead easy to put the match together. They asked me what I was comfortable They knew it was my first match back in a while. So they asked me what I was comfortable with. Um, there was only one move where they suggested, and I said, I'll do it, but I've never done it before. And it was a, They wanted to do a triple superplex off the top rope with me being the one receiving. <laughs> and I said, Luke, I said, Let, I'll get up there now. This is before the show. And I said, just make sure my footing's right. And Ryan straight away says, no, mate, Luke, if you've never done it before, don't want risk hurting you. It, it, was, it was really good at just navigating that water. Shit, um, yeah. Yeah, the only thing, <laughs> the, the, the only spot I was adamant I wanted was I just wanted a bit of physicality off the Jamie and Rob. I wanted, you know, Rob be a part of the show for something. And yeah. I, 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 I do remember, because I'd had him in the head for ages, Rob being the WCW fan called me. I thought, it'd be nice if he'd just run in and steered me. And I remember the sheer terror on Leanne's face when she saw that Rob was in the ring. And I was saying, right, just run at me and speed it. <laughs> it's not insured, get him out of the ring, you can't do it. So we swiftly moved on to the outside spot between the pair of them. But it, yeah, it, it's it went uh... well. Is it Jamie Carr just because I, I literally watched this two days ago? Jamie just runs up and just thumps Robin right in the back. Yeah, you stiff little bastard. <laughs> uh, he, he got his own back though. He got his own back to a nice pop at the end of the match. Well, the, the thing is, the only thing is, if you watch the video on YouTube, you don't see me get revenge because I happen no. to do that at the same point as the finish. So then yeah. the camera switches, you see the finish, and then when it goes back to normal, you see me standing back in my own corner, oh, and Jamie's fucked at the top of the screen. Yeah, because I thought that, I was like, I swear, like, Rob did something to Jamie, like, because I was at the yeah. back of the room with uh, with yeah. him and a, and a little boy watching, and like, I'll, I'll be honest, Rob, it popped me, because I didn't know what you guys were doing, so when I saw when I saw you get that uh, get that move, and I was like, yes, well done, mate, well played. <laughs> um, I think there is what, there is one video of it that, on Facebook somewhere. I can't remember yeah. who put it on. One it person popped up the other day. Did catch my... it and did it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, someone someone did capture that moment yeah. on um, on video. Um, yeah, but well, when, when I watched it back on on the footage, like I swear, like he, he did. Is, is he? Have we? And I sort of I double you know, second guessing myself. Yeah, it oh, must, must have been cut off or something. But yeah, yeah. You, you're probably right on that one. I got complimented Just... by Leanne. Um, when Jamie hit me and I went down, she was surprised that I went down and hit hit the floor as hard as I did. And I said, "Well, if someone hits me and knocks me down, I'm going down." Yeah. And Jamie, Jamie did probably did take liberties once I said to him, "You can go in it, Rob." He thought I was going to have a field day. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to ask you, so Jamie. This is your first first time throwing a what what we'd call a working punch. Did yeah. you just think, "Fuck it, I'll just stiff him." That wasn't a working punch. In all, in all <laughs> fairness, it was, that was more of a it was more of a forearm. I thought I'm going to go for yeah. a forearm across the back of the neck because I think that looks that's going to look more realistic than anything. Yeah. I thought rather than just walking up and right hooking him one in the back of the head, like you know what I mean. That's, it's, it's not going to look realistic, is it? You know what I mean? I'm probably going to break my hand. So it was more of a more of a forearm to the back of the neck, and yeah. like I say Rob Rob sold it well, like and then yeah. I think, he, he really, really well, really. I mean, obviously, I know amateur dramatics and all that sort of stuff, but in terms of like, I, I mean, I am overly critical. I mean, James can vouch this. I'm overly yeah. critical because um, I, I always want to make people. I don't. I never ask anyone to do anything that I wouldn't do myself, but I want to make sure that their, their facial expressions and their body language and their, their noises that they make, if all those three are on point, 
you don't need to do all that much. Hogan, Cena, Yomi and Goldberg, you can get by with very little if what you do is loud and over the top and bigger yeah. and all this sort of well, stuff. Well, that's that's the thing. Jamie hit the beat in the back of the head, so I went down to the floor. I thought, right, I'll just lie here for a few seconds first, look like I'm dead, and then I'll get up and I'll just, I'll just, ooh, on the back of my head like it. But it didn't, it never ate you though. It looked worse than what it actually was, didn't oh, it? Yeah. You know I mean? I've, 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 I've been thrown to the floor many times in plays yeah. and stuff, so, and, and you, you didn't hurt me when you hit me in the back of the head. I just felt it went straight down. Thought I'll lie for a bit. And I'll just hold my neck a bit, just oh, it hurts a bit, yeah. and then we'll just carry on, you know, because it wasn't that bad. It wasn't, you know, didn't break your I mean, leg or nothing. Did 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 so? Did obviously you both married? Did both the wives know that you're going to be getting sort of physically involved in this? I don't think so. No, I don't. No, I don't think they did. Do you, do you think they went? Oh, or did they like? Yeah, yeah, whatever. You can hear Bob. You can hear Bob's mother-in-law, who's, who's sadly no longer with us, absolutely slating me on a video. Like, <laughs> where, where, where's our Bob gone? Where's our Bob gone? Somebody says he's just hit him. He's just hit him. Oh yeah, she'd have killed, killed you, mate. She'd have killed Luke, you if you got around then, on you. Yeah. We, we come round the other end, and then bang, Bob's clapped me in the face. I've gone down like a sack of shit. <laughs> you can hear Bob's mother-in-law going, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> like, like, when both of you two are getting hit, I like to imagine both of your wives are sat there going, "That's for not." Doing the dishes. Or hey, I always something. do the dishes. I always do the dishes. I should be the one hitting it. I've, I've just, I've just bought the missus a dish, a dishwasher today. It's like been installed today. Just I'm like, yeah, I can't be asked to do the dishes anymore now. So I'm like, yeah, I'll buy you a dishwasher. I've got more money than I've got fucking time and patience. So uh, I'll get you a dishwasher instead. But, the way uh, to save the arguments. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we move on to the. See, this was my favourite match of the night, just because of how much. Uh, new stuff and old stuff all mixes into one. Now, before we we, we, yeah, we say what this match is, actually, so it's Hellbound, which is uh, Barricade and Ultimate Fawn yeah. tagging with uh, the Halbird Harley Harris, and we've got Keith Myatt, Paul Bearsweek, and Anna Pat, formerly known mm-hmm. as Violet Vendetta. Now, do you guys, I don't know if this is going to make me sound like a bit of a perv, or, but everyone agreed, so it's not just me. Now, we're in the changing room in the back, and it's it's not tiny, but it was it was it was snug, and there's yeah. a good twelve fifty you know, there's kind of all in there, and um, Anna, you know, Pat's getting ready and all this sort of stuff, and we all just get ready together for the most part. No one's asked, you know, everyone just gets ready yeah. and whatever. Now Anna hadn't put this um, her wrestling gear on for a while. She's got like you know, tights and this sort of cherry outfit kind of thing, and her boobs must have gotten bigger since the last time she'd put that outfit on. So she put it on and she went, um, Phil, I can't wrestle in this. And I went, so with you, she says, my, my, literally, my boobs are going to pop out. And I was like, define you wrestling it before. She'd look, it's not going to happen. My boobs are going to pop out. And everyone made this noise in the changing room, whether they were guys, whether the girls went, no, they're, they're okay. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And it's that thing of, okay, um, like, like I gave her my shirt so when she comes out of my purse in view top I get very sweaty on shows we're carrying the ring in I'm stressing my adrenaline's going a million miles an hour so I'm like oh I need to put a clean shirt on and she borrowed my like my one and only clean shirt off me so I'm walking around going if my pits smell please tell me please tell me oh. but uh, <laughs> yeah just just the noise of, of 10-15 guys and girls going they're, they're good mate they're good they're, they're looking fine <laughs> Loved it, absolutely fantastic. Now, I've got to say because when I watched this back, I forgot that um, 
the the baby faces of the three, which is quite obviously Keith Myers and Pat and Paul Beswick, they actually cut a promo either side of the match, and the promos are quite fucking heelish. Like if you yeah. didn't know them and you didn't realize it was a charity show, you could almost take them as being quite heely. So Keith Myers like, "Why have you brought a girl to ringside for?" Pointing to Harley Harris, we're like, "Oh, Keith, bloody hell, mate!" And then <laughs> and, uh... right, yeah, then right, it, it's a brilliant finish. I've got to say, all three of them pin all three of the Stokies all at once. It's really synced really, really well. And they start having to go at the ref, going, ref, you need glasses, you need glasses. And it's like, okay, tone it down, you three. You might be the baby faces in this. Yeah, I wrote, well, I wrote that down on my notes. I was talking to me missus this morning because she was watching some of it with me. And I was saying like, oh, this girl, she's complaining to the ref. You know, that's what bad guys do. Good guys don't bother, do they? just go, oh, and walk off. So, you know, I was just tell, explaining the dynamic, dynamic to her because, you know, she's so interested in it. So I have to tell her everything. Well, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. That's, exactly, that's exactly what I thought though I saw that and she's proper complaining loud in front of the fans I'm thinking, oh, it's a, it's a bit weird for, you know, a baby face but whatever <laughs> she's, yeah. got, she's, got, she's got a reason In fairness, I think Anna and Paul especially they were at heel 99% of the time anyway and then, you know what I mean and that, yeah. Keith yeah, Kiss got a bit of that Hogan vibe about him when even when he's a good guy, he's got his heel tendencies. Yeah. <laughs> Anna's uh, a, she's a great heel and she, she's such a yeah. nice girl as well. Like you can't yeah. can't see where she gets it from, can you really like but she's, well, she's more often more often than not, yeah, the nicest people make the best uh, the nicest people make the best heels and vice versa, yeah. you know, it's um it's one of them things. But um Yeah, I mean it's, look, yeah. look at me, I'm lovely. Well, yeah. Uh, one point. One point. I've got to make during obviously during this match the fact that you know how old will Paul Bearsweet be now, James? He's in his fifties at least. Yeah, I mean, it was always funny to running joke I'd game with Paul. As I remember when I was a kid, about would have been about eleven years old. I got tickets to go watch Gladiators semi-final, and we were in the stand cheering on him. It was a friend. Basically, it was his friend. Um, who lived next door to us who got his tickets and as a kid it was great Gladiators was like the thing it was the next best thing to wrestling and I remember we went to him and he lost in the semi-final so the only time that's the first time I'd ever kind of like had anything to do with him so he was in his mid-twenties then so he's, he's got to be early mid-fifties dare I say yeah but he, he pulls off the um, yeah, the Undertaker's old school move pretty damn well walking that, that top rope yeah, I, 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 noticed, I, I noticed that down that little... I, I was thinking, if I got that in me when I saw it the other day, because it's just that little twist into, like, a modified arm drag, ain't it? And it's just yeah. nice, looks smooth. But he always was very athletic. I mean, he's got his background in athletics. Yeah. He was a pole volunteer. Yeah. Um, and he did go over to... A, he went over to America for a while, then team wrestled the Indies round there when he was uh, younger. So he's got a lot of experience under his belt, but he's always looked after himself. He's always in good shape. And like I say, with his... Uh, protein company now he's he is very fitness orientated he is just an athlete yeah. any the guy you can just yeah. tell that by just looking at him yeah, yeah. absolutely and um, if you can't if, and if you can't 7-0 well, oh, <laughs> I've gone I, what, what I was saying was if you can't tell it by looking at him he'll happily tell you about it anyway yeah <laughs> oh good so then that that brings us to the yeah, the first show's interval now I literally can't remember for the life of me was the smurf outfits did we introduce them at the start of the match of uh, of that triple threat <laughs> did we say whoever get whoever gets pinned must wear a smurf outfit like how the bloody hell did yeah. this come about yeah 
I, 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 I didn't remember I think it at was, all. It wasn't mentioned in the promo before the match, but it had been advertised. Um, and I'm not, I think it, was, it isn't caught on the video on the YouTube, like no. your channel. But after the match, somebody chucked the smooth costumes at us whilst we're in the ring <laughs> and said, right, it might have been you, yourself, Phil, or Ma- it might have been Matt and Rob, actually. It was Dan, I think. Yeah. yeah, well, um, I swear, like, because we, we had one and we treated it like, oh, well, we, we knew that just in case, um, you know, obviously you're bringing Jamie out. We thought we'd get another one just in case. Yeah. And because uh, I, I bought, I'm not gonna lie, but I bought them from Poundland. They were Poundland Smurf adult Smurf outfits, and uh, they they looked like Poundland adult Smurf outfits. But, yeah. but full of quid and a tire outfit. You got the hat, the beard, the all-in-one kind of um, attire. Now, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick my words carefully. But James, you looked very gnome-esque. I think that's yeah. fair to say. Yeah, six um, foot two gnome. <laughs> Jay, Jamie, who's a bit of a bigger chap, look, kind of look like, kind of look, look like ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag. Yeah, I look like <laughs> I look like I stole Anna Pat's wrestling gear and my boobs were hanging out like so it was like that. Did 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 you rip it when you put it on? Yep. Uh, yeah, I've ripped it. Yeah, I ripped it trying to get in the ring. Yeah, that was it. Phil says that, that he goes, we're going to have to tie it up. We're going to, I said, why? I said, this looks better now. It's ripped. Yeah, I said, it absolutely. Looks and I tell you what, they weren't to treat because there was a massive queue of people wanting to have pictures with us. And it's yeah. one of them. It's all for good yeah. cause. I'm up for it. I'll, I'll happily laugh at myself. So it weird to Not treat. me. Yeah, exactly. And like again, like I'm going to have to give some compliments out. So um, I, got, I got Jamie's sort of first taste of how I'd see you being a manager. And you've got really good managerial instincts. Now, a lot of people won't think of this, but if you look at where Paul Heyman stands when, when he's managing Roman Reigns or when he's with Brock Lesnar, CM Punk, whoever he's ever been with, he's always on the he's always opposite where the camera is and he's, he doesn't stand smack bang in the middle. He doesn't go on where the uh, ring post is so that you can't see him. He stands just inside of the ring post. Yeah. That's perfect managerial spot. You're waiting for your bit, so you're not you're not getting you're not getting in front of the crowd's view and spoiling and blocking it for them, and you're not trying to get all the heat onto you. You knew exactly where to stand, and I, when I watched you back, I went, "Fucking hell!" Like that's mate. There's managers that have been doing this ten plus years that I see making that mistake and are thinking, "Fucking idiots," but yeah. you just instinctively did it. So I've got to give you a lot of fucking credit because you did something right from the get go with it. A lot of people still don't do after a decade of experience. I mean, for me, it wasn't really about me. I mean, I, sh- I suppose, I mean, I'm not pointing no fingers at any of these managers you're talking about, but I suppose for them, it's they feel like it's a bit more about them, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Whereas for me, I mean, that was my original thought. James, stop picking your nose, mate, while I'm talking, please. <laughs> I'm stroking my moustache. No, he's, he's, for those who can't see, he's now licking his finger. <laughs> <laughs> no, again, it was, I just, the initial thought for me was I didn't want to stand in anybody's way. So that was pretty much why I stood where I stood. It was it's instinctive, I think. I think that was the beauty also of the location of the ring as well, though, because it wasn't a ring that was surrounded on all four sides. Yeah. Because it was up against the stage. Everyone was pretty much in front of you. There might have been a couple of people to the side, but everyone was pretty much in front. So it was very easy to stand at the side of the ring and not be in the way of anything. Yeah. And still do your job. (laughs) 
Absolutely. So we we get into the fourth match tonight. So we wrap up the interval. You two have still smurfed up. Do you stay smurfed up for the rest of the show and come out at the end, or yeah, you yeah. make us you make us stay smurfed up for the rest of the show. Yeah, I'm a dickhead for that. Aren't I? Let's be no, but, like, it made sense. You know, I mean, I always think you've got to send your crowd home happy. That's something that was drilled into us. Yeah, well, we did the main event. The good guy doesn't always have to win, but you have always got to send your fans home happy. So I, thought, I love the idea of you two going into the back and you just sat around for like an extra hour just as a pair of Smurfs. And I'm pretty certain I wore both of your Smurf outfits because I wore it to work. And I, I was sat in work all day wearing one of those Smurf outfits. And I can't, I, I think it was Jamie's because you had mine. because it, it smelled a bit fake tan. It smelled a bit farty. <laughs> <laughs> I actually watched the second off at the back of the room in like the kitchen area. I think I was, it was with yourself and Kim, but yeah. because we were like behind that county, because I wanted to watch the show. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah that, I was there with you as well. There was, there was us that, three, yeah. That was it. And we, we had quite a few people come up to us there then for pictures after as well in the hallway and coming and commenting how much they were enjoying it, which was nice. I've, I've just thought, before, before we talk about the, the next match, uh, just clicked in when you said kitchen. I was like, oh yeah, we had all the raffle prizes stashed in there. Some company donated us tattoo vouchers. That was my tattooist because I'd spoke to her when I was having my sleeve done uh, about obviously get, getting back in shape and you know getting wrestling for the first time in years. And she was really keen. I mean, it was actually Wolverhampton way the tattoo parlor, but she was really keen on donating towards the cause. She said, don't let, don't go without me giving you something. Well, because when, we, when we're doing the raffle, we're, we're dishing out all these prizes. I think someone donated a Kindle, I think, or something. That was AutoNet. That was AutoNet, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's like there's like some bottles of wine, and like, I've, I've got I've got a, yeah I've got like a live mic, and I'm just happy just to just do a raffle and whatever. And I get to the tattoo vouchers, and a little kid comes up. The kid's maybe five <laughs> or six tops, like that kind of age. And I just kind of my voice. I didn't realize I had the mic, but I was like. Can we can we tattoo can we tattoo a baby? And a woman, in the front, a woman in the front row just went, yeah, it's fine. Well, she didn't say it like she didn't say it like it was a joke. She didn't go, yeah, it's fine. But um, she just went, yeah, it's cool. Sneak, most... sneak, flash more for for you that means. Welcome to Stoke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, sorry. Okay, so we get into match four of the night, and this for me, I feel quite bad for these guys because we didn't give them a reason to wrestle. Now you could say that opening match didn't have a reason to wrestle. But I wish we'd have kind of given these two something, have one of them have the heel jump the baby face on the entrance or cut a promo before the start. Because you can tell the crowd takes a while to warm to them and they only just start warming when when the finish kind of comes in. So we've got uh, Tom Weaver versus Bjorn at this point. Now, Bjorn does have a better showing on this show than he does on Oscar Mania 2, which we'll, obviously we're going to get to. But, yeah, I feel kind of bad because these guys were really working hard, but the crowd were a bit like, okay, cool, don't really know them, and they were just a bit quiet. Yeah, I, I, that was the only thing. Um, I think, it's obviously, it, because there were so many people there for Rob, and then all for me and Jamie, I think, you know what I mean? It's like when you're putting a card together, isn't it? they'd all peaked. So this was like a yeah. come down match, unfortunately. 
which wasn't the right position for them. You'd normally have a bit of a comedy match or something then, wouldn't you, really? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think they were just unfortunate in the crowd's reaction at the time. There was nothing they did wrong, because it was a very good match. Yeah, and I, I love the finish for this as well. I mean, um, Tom Weaver hitting a shoot, a beautiful, beautiful yeah. shooting star. Like, uh, clean, crisp, beautiful. It couldn't have been, it been, done, been done better. Nice little promo at the end where they have a little handshake. Heel turn by Bjorn. Well, heel reassurance turn by Bjorn. Uh, <laughs> Nutshot team, Tombstone Pile Driver, beautiful little finish. And that's where they get yeah. they got their heat right at the end. I'm like, ah, oh, we should we should have done some of that stuff at the beginning. But I really like Bjorn as well. I like his gimmick. I think it's a good yeah. gimmick. I think I he, lo- he sells it well as well. He's- yep, I was loving him from the start because I was not familiar with half of these guys. And yeah. uh, Bjorn came out and he just kept shouting his name at people and scaring kids. So I thought, great, love this guy already. <laughs> well, Usually, what, he- what you do, any Bob? <laughs> 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 and so, so we get on to the, the main event. Now, this is a slight change to what we'd advertised because we'd originally advertised Mark Morgan and Dave Dovecchio, formerly of the Filthy Rotten Scoundrels. At this point, they were the two of the four sovereign. And they were meant to be facing, if I remember correctly, Drill and Big Guns Joe. Now, Big Guns Joe had to pull out not far, not uh, too far from this show. And so we had uh, Ryloid. Ryloid was going to come along and watch the show and support the show anyway. And Ryloid yeah. was like, Ryloid was our G6 champion. So... It was like a, a really easy fit. You know, Dave was our heavyweight champion, him and Mark Morgan. Drill uh, and Ryloid's our G6 champ. It made for a really entertaining uh, tag. Um, what? You could, um, was this the birth of the salmon? No, no, no. The, the, no. That's, you're thinking of it. Uh, no, this is, this is Ryloid. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah. That's okay. So, yeah, really good, uh, really good tag main event. You could definitely tell the crowd were... Um, Weighing in a little bit, like they'd had yeah. their fun, they'd had so much fun and hijinks because with that first half, there's so much shenanigans in there. Um, you could tell they were like, Cool, this is a lot, but I kind of want to get it done with now. But really, really solid main events, cannot fault it at all. Yeah, no, I do remember now. I want their scary bump at the end, yeah, caught his head. Yeah, I remember that. Was it, was it like a su- su- suplex or some kind of move? And it went very close to the back of his head. I, I think I remember uh, saying that to Net this morning. I was like, oh, no. God, that was a bit... Was it not? No, I think he didn't, <laughs> didn't, didn't go over the ropes to the outside and it was a dodgy landing or something. Like yeah. That. I, I remember him banging his head. Oh, I must be right, on the back Yeah, Ryloid's not got the cleanest yeah. of landings. I mean, great performer. He's you know, safe yeah. to work with as anything. But yeah, occasionally, because he kind of wants that sort of sick bump kind of vibe and... Yeah, occasionally he's, he's kind of given, given himself a little bit, a few bumps and knocks and scrapes and stuff. Yeah, because I remember chatting to him in the back after, and uh, <clears throat> it, it, it was all right after a while, but I remember him taking a bit of a gnarly bump. Yeah, but all in all, absolutely, yeah, it was fantastic main event. <clears throat> we yeah. we got, all, got all the faces in the ring at the end, we, then we give it a second, we got all the heels on the stage, so even though yeah. saying it's a charity show, we still wanted that line between them, because I think it's yeah. so important to, to protect because people say kayfabe's dead yeah but you don't have to you don't have to rub it in people's faces you can still put that barrier between the good guys and the bad guys you don't have to give the fans everything keep yeah. some of the magic for them and i think yeah got all the faces in the ring at the end all the all the heels on stage 
got all the wrestlers at the back of the room signing posters. All yeah. in all, really, really good show. I was really chuffed of how it came about. Yeah, yeah I signed my first autograph that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I remember at the end just being relieved it had gone well. And, you know, we were getting a rough idea of the money we'd raised at that point. It was just shy of 1500 so it was a really good figure. I, I was just happy with its success. And I remember Nettie, especially Rob's partner, she was, <coughs> she, she was buzzing. And Rob, we could tell Rob was really happy of his involvement, and I thought that's it. Yeah. It's, worth, it's worthwhile. Then we've made money, yeah. we've made a memory, they've enjoyed themselves, and then it was literally about thirty seconds later when Etty said, "Same again next year in the art." <laughs> <laughs> just, just let, let she does let, that. She does let, that. Let, 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 let me just recover from this one first because it had been a lot like, and then literally, yeah. I think it was. That evening, Phil was straight on the messenger. Same again next year, then, please. I was like, <laughs> it, it was yeah. great. I really enjoyed it. Um, and like I say, yeah, it was really nice, worthwhile cause. And it was a good amount yeah. of money raised. If I remember rightly, James, he didn't even do it on the messenger, mate. He put it on the Facebook page. And then we were, yeah. we were straight bored out. Like, we've got to do it now. We've got no yeah. choice now. <laughs> Same oh, again next year, lads. He put them to you, like, oh, yeah, we've got to do it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a sh- what a shit house! I really am. Want to raise money for charity? To I know. I know. I what a bastard! So, so how much? How much was it roughly? Because obviously we know there's you know, bits and pieces paying for the rings, w- the petrol, the licenses. Probably. How much do you reckon we raised on this show? I want to say one thousand four hundred and sixty or four hundred and eighty. It was just shy of that fifteen hundred yeah. mark. So it was it was a nice figure. Uh, you know, four sixty is what was in my head, James. So I'll probably say you about that with that. Yeah, one thousand four hundred sixty. So yeah, it was good. It was just shy of a grand and a half. And yeah, that that for me was like say a ball for Rob and Nettie enjoying it. That was the affirmation. It was all worthwhile at that point. Yeah, absolutely. So we we all we all kind of go our you know separate ways. I think uh, Bob and Nettie came to uh, we we had a show like a month after this because we had like yeah. a, a show a month before and a show a month after. He yeah. kind of came along so pressing uh, you know one of our sort of regular shows and stuff. And we're just like, we know we're doing it. We know we're going to do Oscar Mania 2. It's, we're going we're gonna to have to. But then I think, because we were talking about it and we were saying, well, um, the venue is good. But how do we get from Sneed Green Community Centre to Port Vale's Valiant Suite? Because let's be honest, there's, yeah. a bit of a jump, there's a bit of a jump there in, in size, location, cost. This was, my, this was my bugbear from the first show. Yeah. I said to you, I said, Vale will be perfect, like I said, Vale will be perfect. You're like, no, roof's too low, you won't have it. And then I think, it, unfortunate circumstances, you ended up going. And, yeah. Um, you was, were like, yeah, you're right. It was actually, it was uh, Josh's funeral when me and you were yeah. both there. And uh, like I said, I've, I'd been with, uh, Jamie had been the first time, obviously, and he said, he'll be great for it. And I'm a Vale fan. I mean, see, I'm wearing a shirt now. I love Vale. And I thought it'd be great having a show there. But you said, no, you'd seen the pictures. You weren't happy with the clearance. Do, do you know what, what really sort of, um, what did it for me? Now? Again, this does make me sound really sad. If I go into a venue, I'll stand smack bang in the middle of the venue, so roughly where the ring would mm. be. And like a clap, I've got really like frying pan-sized hands. Like I'll clap as loud as I can. Like is really fucking loud and and just work out the the sort of the sound of it of yeah. the sound bouncing off the ceiling, bouncing off the walls. Again, <clears> I know <throat> that makes me sound really fucking sad, but like I want to imagine, I want to get in my head. What is it going to feel like when there's people clapping? Because we've done shows before where 
Um, the venue's just not quite right, and the sound is off, and it just feels yeah. a bit meh. So I was like, okay. So me and you, yeah, we'd gone along to, to Joshy Brown's um, uh, wake, to, to his room or whatever, at uh, the Valley and Suite. And within two seconds of walking into that room, I went, you call- yeah. You collared me because I wasn't. I, I was sat with my mate who I'd gone with, and you were came at the other end of the room. And you come over to me and said, "Oscar, me and you two, we're having it in here." And that was it. Like, came <laughs> 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 okay, over, and I, I knew I couldn't wait to tell Jamie. I knew, yeah. I knew. <laughs> well, all, all the pictures that were on their website, they're stood on their stage and they're looking down, so you kind of get the um, the the, light, the lighting there, the lighting yeah. rig. Looks a lot lower, and I thought that's not possible, you know. But yeah, and the idea of not having the ring underneath the lighting rig hadn't even occurred to me because once we were there, it was me, you, and Jamie went, didn't we? Yeah, and we're there and we're looking around, and um, the, the, the lady that was like representing them was there and she was talking them through. And I'm just stood there with my finger on like my face, just picturing everything. Why do we need it under the why do we need it on the on the dance floor? We, we don't, let's just push the ring out the way of the rig yeah. gives us an additional two feet this fucking yeah. works let's fucking do it and then from that point i was sold i was all in and what for me was i was really keen on getting the seats three four sides around the ring like yeah. a like a mini arena because obviously yeah. i just wanted it to feel different from all your other shows because it's the charity show and uh, yeah silverdale's great for the layout it you know always gets packed, but the ring is up to the stage, and I just wanted yeah. it where you've got a bit of an entrance ramp, you can walk around, you've got fans all sides, so they'll see everything. They're more involved, and you know, as yourself as before, it's not as one dimensional when you're in the ring. You're not thinking about your positioning, where you, yeah. where you've got to have your placement for the people to see you, the facials. You can just go with it and enjoy it more. So it was really good for that. And then obviously we called one of my mates who runs the theatre company he come in with a friend and provided the lighting and that added a really nice effect to it too yeah, Colored yeah. me mates band Colored me mates band again for the second year straight third coming yeah. six towns wherever they were at the time and th- that was a nice touch as well because i just didn't want them but going back i miss this off the theatre show didn't want them just be like the stereotypical wrestling show i wanted a little bit for everything so there was the live music there but also they'll bring a few fans with them as well so it, takes, it, it just exposes it to more people and it's more yeah. of a fun day so if somebody doesn't want to come out and see an out and out wrestling show well, at least there's some live music and there's a raffle and you know what I mean. So it was it was yeah. good. It was, they, they had their own stage, didn't they, by the DJ booth? So they yeah. were out the way. I think um, the, the thing that the only thing that I, I would have wanted to have changed about the the, the venue that it's we can make like when we were at BWA. Let's be honest, like we did what a show at the back. We did the, the entrance yeah. was um, the back of a transit van. You know what I mean? That was yeah. the entrance and changing room. And there's 10 of us in the back of a transit van, all trying to move to one side when they open the sliding door. Like, so it's by no means a bad venue, but like for me, I'm just like, I don't like the entrance to have been a, to want to a corner that the fans weren't going to walk in front of. Yeah. Or or at least get in the ring. Because like, you, know, you guys have, um, you've all carried bits of the ring. Is that, is that right? Yeah. 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 Like it's yeah, heavy. Yeah, you know, those boards are heavy and awkward as fuck. The, the, the irons, the ring post, Heavy as fuck. Getting that up a flight of stairs was like, oh god, this is bollocks. This is absolutely bollocks. 
I remember it wasn't too bad because we had quite a few of my mates in come down here early. So yeah. Like, I'm, my brother was there. Scary was there. Um, but yeah, the, the, the problem was they did have an elevator up, but it just wasn't big enough to fit the ring. Yeah, but by the, by the time, yeah, by the time we get the ring into the lift, it just, it just wouldn't have been possible. But it was just yeah. that added thing of just trying to get an eight by four foot board up those stairs, round the corner, up some more stairs into a very small doorway. I was like, okay, this is going to be different. I'll give it 10 minutes before someone puts one of the windows through. But yeah. it didn't happen. Those yeah. big, beautiful windows at the front of... I'm, I'll be honest, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a football guy. I absolutely loved the Port Vale ground. I get why people yeah. would be blown away by it. Because, again, I'm not a football guy. I've been to one live football game. And I was like, okay, this is, this is all right. But the changing rooms looking out onto the pitch, superb. Like, you don't get them kind of well, views. Yeah, really good. Yeah, I mean, them, was, them changing rooms we were using, they're, they're actually executive boxes. Yeah. I mean, at the Vale. So, I mean, people actually watched the match from in there. So, we that was important again to us because we wanted to give the lads and, and the ladies, sorry, um, a bit of our experience of, of basically our own club, our own town, you know what I mean, as well. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was, that in, was very in, important to us. In terms of, because I know James mentioned costs for the Sneed Green Community Centre. Like, in terms of, because um, I think you said it's about 200 for the Sneed one. What, if, if we're okay talking about it, I mean, because obviously the sponsors yeah. covered it, so it should be fine. But what kind of cost were we looking at for, for renting this one? It's about 180. Say- yeah, I want to say it was about £20 cheaper, which amazed me, yeah. because the, wow. the, the the only reason it was, in fairness, was because it was a charity show, um, yeah. because yeah. they said they've got they've got the standard rates for the room higher, but because it was a charity show, obviously, there was a certain percentage off, and they were really good at that, and that, that's what swung it, because my worry was the room was going to be £600 higher which then just outprices it out for a range. But yeah. it was, they, they, they were really good on that aspect um, and the, the organising and getting the licence sorted. They, they were really top class. Um, like I said, the only bug there was, I, I wish they'd helped a bit more with the promotion, but yeah. that's something that I will, they were just going through a transitional phase at the time yeah. with, new, with new ownership. Now, I'm confident when we go back for Oscarmania 3, because that's where we're going, I'm going to be peppering them. Because the, the, we're getting gates of 6,000 every weekend, week out. Lots of families. They're a very community-orientated club now and family-friendly club. I think we can pack that room out for the next show. I agree. I think, yeah, I think so as well. I thought we were going to for this one, but like you say, it was a transition period. Yeah. And yeah. it was very much club and commercial. Yeah. Whereas I'd, I'd probably say that now they're all under the sort of same banner. So I know Carol does a lot for the community uh, down the Vale. So, um, like I say, what she gave out like 500,000 free meals or whatever during lockdown and that. Yeah. I think with her backing, we could get pretty much double what, what yeah. we got. What we got uh, there. I mean, let, let's be honest. I mean, it, it was definitely not a bad draw. Like when, you, oh, when, you look at it, when you look at it from the, the hard cam in the corner that we had, um, yeah, there was there was a smattering of seats that, that weren't taken, but there's a good solid at least two hundred in there. Yeah, yeah, um, which yeah. For a Sunday afternoon on a on a cold uh, October afternoon, I mean, Mike, it's that's not bad at all. Really, not bad. I, I, I just I, I just won't get one of them shows, especially for us. Me, I've, I've... That's you've got you've got that. You've got that atmosphere, 400 people in there. I really want to see that. And that, that's the goal for Oscar Mania 3. 
Yeah. Um, so obviously we, we we get to this card. So obviously we get the venue booked in, um, posters all made, and card. I think we've got a bit of everything on this show in comparison to the last yeah. one. For this one, I think this is such a strong card. And yeah. we've said before, like with a charity show, I don't want to say you take what you can get, but you've got to rely on wrestlers that are donating their time. <coughs> some some are always yeah. going to pull out. But this is, I, I feel this is such a strong card. You, you I, I'd have been happily putting this on a you know, regular person for you show. This, apart from, there is two people we are going to, I'm going to have to give a little, um, disclaimer about if we do mention uh, anyone on this card that was uh, spoken about during the speaking out movement uh, we, we are doing so only to to tell the facts that these people were actually on the show we're not giving them credit in any way shape or form we're just letting you know who was on the show and um, it's one of them things but they will they will never be back in professional wrestling for you or back in pro wrestling, yeah, professional wrestling at all so uh, with that being said uh, let's uh, so we start the the show. I like I always think that oh, like when people whinge about oh you've a curtain jerker. I I would open every show going happily for the rest of my time. I would prefer to be the first match on the card than fourth, fifth, sixth, mm. whatever. Um, and I think we started out so fucking strong with Mark Morgan versus Geordie Stew. Yeah. Um, now, Geordie Stew will openly admit he doesn't wrestle. He's kind of falls into the same boat that James does as well. He doesn't wrestle enough to, to get that to ring rust off. So there's always an air of being a little bit green, a little bit uncertain, but still competent in knowing what you're doing. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of them where, you know, I mean, you'd love to do more, but then with work and different things and your age, yeah. You, you do what you yeah, can. Family yeah. and jobs, and it's yeah, absolutely. But, it, it, oh, I think he's gone. Is this eight nil? Nine now, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, Stu's similar age to myself. He come back just before I did, and we had a few chats. And yeah, to me, to me now, it's I, I'm not sure what Stu's take on it, but now it's the point where I feel like I've gone there a few times after the big layoff. I'm at the point now where I want to prove something, you know what I mean? I want push on, yeah. I enjoy the role I'm in, but now we're and I'm looking forward to the you know the chance. Maybe I'm I, I don't want to him at the next show, as I've publicly said, but down the line, <laughs> I would like work maybe alongside him rather than against him. Yeah. I've got a lot of time for Stu, he's a good lad. He yeah, does look so, I mean, ten years younger than you, though, James. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, it's the beat. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, well, we, we always joke that, like, because Stu's got such a generic haircut, and again, like, Stu will like, vouch for this. Like, we, he, we we always joke that when he goes into a barber shop and they say, "Oh yeah, come, come sit in the seat," um, and he says, "I would like a haircut, please," and then then, then they, they, they they just point at it like a board, and it goes from like eight to eight to Z, one to ten. And it gets stranger the further she got the list. And she was like, I'll have one A. Like, okay. Like, we always joke that that's what it is. But like, he's, like he wouldn't suit a beard either, so he's very baby-faced. Now, this yeah. for me, like, great promo by Mark Morgan. I'm on the DJ booth at this point because DJ Chris um, wasn't available for this show. So I'm on the DJ booth. And it's a great DJ booth. They've got a projector. We're projecting um, an old person for you show on <laughs> onto the stage where the band was. Like, just such a great, great setup. I absolutely loved it. And I'm the DJ, so I'm, I'm 
playing around with fades and all this sort of stuff. We they've got about eight mics, so it was like fucking hell. Like them, them yeah. they are stocked up. Give Stu a microphone, and Mark Morgan comes out, cuts a really nice heelish promo about he's get he's going to get paid for the show. He's not doing it for charity. He's going to steal the raffle money. I mean, old school. <laughs> yeah, dickhead heel heat, like really, really good. And then one of the best. I can't really call it a promo, but it was one of the best entrances I've ever helped create. Yeah. And it's Geordie Stew's big oh, yeah. He did it on the show before, but the crowd kind of talked over it. They didn't know whether to expect it. Now on this one, the hard cam pan is, is like panned out, and you can see people like as soon as the music cues in, you see people going like yes, clapping along. And the second it dips to what we call a lower third, so you can hear you can just about hear the music but talk over it called a lower third. That people go, shh, 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 listen, and they wait, mm. and they just look up as if like as if they're listening for the voice. And I thought that's that's assuming he's only ever done that once. These people are now so queued up to it that they've gone, no, 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 stop, listen, 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 and they wait for you to start talking. And I thought that's fucking brilliant. I mean, go, going a bit, a bit away from that, like going back to what you said about that uh, that DJ booth and that. <laughs> I remember when you first cottoned on that when we got there. You were like a kid at Christmas, man. I remember it, James. <laughs> ah. I don't think I've ever seen anybody so excited. He's like, they've got this, they've got that. Look, we put it on the big screen. <laughs> and me and James are just sort of like, oh, he's a bit excited here, isn't he? You loved that, didn't you? Yeah, because that was it. Cause I, saw the, I knew they had to project it. And I was saying, oh, can we plug it into your laptop? But yeah. I asked yeah. and you had the DVD knocking about. <clears throat> Yeah. I've got, I've got the mites here downstairs. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll cut it. I'll cut into this bit. Don't worry. Um, well, mate, it, it was fantastic because I'd done. You know, I've worked the uh, the DJ booths a couple of times when you know, DJ Chris couldn't make it. He was ill. There was a year where he was going through some you know, really um, bad mental health challenges, and I just had to fill in and. I'm never going to be as good a DJ as Chris. I'm never going to be as good an announcer as Dan. Um, I would even put Jamie up there as being a better manager than me. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, I'm not you know, going to be a great sort of wrestler as James, because obviously you do that a lot more than I do. Um, but I, I can at least watch my way through these jobs, you know. So I was, as, soon as, as soon as I got there and I'd worked out all the buttons, I could fade the music in and out. I'm like, I'm, I am all over this shit. I cannot fucking wait. It was so much fun. <laughs> but like, I've just got it on here on the side, like, and the big the projector on the wall and that, man, it looks great. It, looks, it, it does look good. And the lights and that, like you say, with Scooby and that. It just, uh, yeah. The setup around the ring and that, it just looks, it just looks good to me. Yeah. You know I mean, yeah. I mean it, yeah, it looks... I've... So, go on. I was thinking for the next year, we, we need to get a bit of the DVD papers made, whether it be like a, you know, a, like your logo moving like a bit of a GIF or something like that. Then with some intercuts, get somebody to splice a video together or something for Donna Louise. But I think we could really utilise that a good yeah. way next time. Get get some sort of backstage promos like filmed before the show starts and then we'll just feed them through to the DJ and Chris will just kind of like pan them to the wall a little bit. With things like that, we could almost, and you're going to you're gonna fucking hate this, but we could turn the raffle into uh, playing Family Fortunes. You could, you could do that during a match. 
Like we can literally have, you know, if it's you and Drill, Drill's the perfect guy in the world. It, it can do, it can do anything and get it over, as this show rightly you know, we will talk about. Um, if Drill stops, you know, stops the match, and it's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm not quite warmed up. I need, we need a guy. We, we've we've surveyed a hundred fans here, and we said, could you name something to do with Perfect Paul James? And if you'd have stood there, just like up in arms about it and have Drill pointing at the scoreboard having them dinging off a ding Baldy mm. I'm not having this and even, I mean, even having Drill like nodding along you are bald mate you're definitely bald we could, we could do so much so much silliness mm. and so much fun we mm. can make it into, into we can do whatever we want to do so I think yeah when we get around to doing Oscar Mania 3 it's going to be fantastic mm. ah. but yeah great match with uh, Mark Morgan Geordie Stu perfect way to, uh, to open the show now, I think Stu wasn't in the Rumble later. Like, he almost had to miss this show, but he's he's a big fan of Mark, and they wanted to, they really wanted to do this match. So we said, Stu, come up, do the show, and then just shoot off. And he said, yes, yeah, cool, mate, whatever. So that's why Stu wasn't in the wasn't in the Rumble main event. Um, yeah. Second match on the card. Now, this one, I got I got some weird looks for this one. Um and I, I, I get why they would, but also I really didn't give a shiny shit. So for people that didn't know, it's Pro Wrestling Few versus True Grit Wrestling. Now, the owner of True Grit Wrestling, Bobby's Kozlov, was uh, going out with my ex-girlfriend, Leanne. So when yeah, we got True Grit on board and said, oh, yeah, we're going to have Bobby's down here, we had some, certain people going, you're going to have your, your ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend wrestling on your show? Yes. And you're going to advertise his company? Yes. And he's going over. Yes. And they were just like, why? Why? It's like you don't you don't have to win. That's winning doesn't like doesn't mean everything. You know, that's no. that's not it at all. I'd prefer create that friendship there, you create a bond between two different yeah. emotions. Um it would it was helping to get <laughs> our guy disciple over as being a bit of heels. Like I'm not representing person for you, I'm representing me. And I wanted Disciple to, to get to wrestle Bobby's Cross Life so we could get Disciple booked at his company. And I just thought this is win, win, win. Like, who gives a shit who's gone out with who? Yeah. Although, I, the, I remember... I remember the running joke being backstage, because obviously we all didn't know when we just used Leanne's Valley or X, and the running joke backstage was, we all preferred him to you by the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's, I'll, I'll give you that. Say, I, I, um, I, did, I said that to you. Yeah. To be um, fair, I preferred him to film before the show. Yeah. Well, I, think I, 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 said this to, uh, I said this to her a few times before. I said, you know, like, guys, honestly, it's all cool. Don't worry about it. I, there's no issues in any way, shape, or form. James is really, you know, is a really nice guy. Yeah. I was, part of me wishes I went out with him instead of Leanne. But didn't do it. <laughs> I kind of like hinted at that a few times. Quite, quite but, a quiet fella, wasn't he? Quite, quite yeah. Quiet. Well, in all fairness, he'd done a death match a few hours before. Yeah, so the night, yeah, the night before he'd done a death match. Yeah. He'd been hit, hit with light tubes. He'd been gone through drawing pins. And so at this point, um, like I'd bet him a good few times. He'd, he'd come down with, with Leanne to pick Gingerbread up or drop him off or whatever. And I'd met him. So again, completely cool. And Leanne said, you need to go backstage and tell Bobby to take his top off. I'm like, um, what? Like, where's, where's this going? I'm not, I'm not down for this menage a trois stuff. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. He said, no, no, no. He, he's, his back's all cut up from last night. So I'm like, oh, yeah, you had that death match. So I went in the back. I was like, dude, this is going to sound weird, but I've got, to, I've got to ask you to take your shirt off. He's like, um, 
Okay, and he took, took, took his top off and he had drawing pin marks. He had like yeah. gashes from the light tubes. I was like, maybe wear a t shirt, just cut the sleeves off. I was like, yeah, cool, that's what I was going to do. Not a problem, not a problem at all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, asking your, uh, your ex's new boyfriend to take his top off, that's, that's a new one for me. <laughs> I'll, never, I'll never forget the state of his back, to be fair. No, uh, I know. His back, his back looked like corned beef. That's the only no, thing I can no, think no. of. You see all the bits and pieces and whatever. <clears throat> crazy, absolutely crazy. But yeah, good match, good match. I'm pretty certain that's James's dog that's growling in the background, not James, trying to get back on. But, uh... <laughs> so, uh, we, speaking of James, we do move into the third match of the day, which is which he is well, which he and yourself, Jamie, is a, is a big part of. So we go for yet another triple threat or a you know, freeway dance, whatever you want to call it. I don't know, I'm gonna lie, I don't know the difference between the two of them, so whatever. Or tri- triangle uh, match. Yep, so it's Lance Rivera with Stacey Rose, one of my absolute favourite teams in the world. It's uh, mm. Martin Draper, we'll skip over that one. And <laughs> it's uh, Perfect Paul James with uh, the now named Big Shot, Jamie Kyle. Is this right? Big Jock. Big Jock? Uh, <laughs> Big Jock. Where, where did, the, uh, where did the, the Scottish accent come from? Because you didn't get a chance to talk on Oscar Mania 1. Mm-hmm. You, you came out, which I'm going to go, dial back on this in a sec. But you came out, you cut a promo, and I'm on the DJ booth, so I've not been in the back to meddle with everyone's matches. So I just let people do what they want. You get on the mic, start speaking with a Scottish accent, and to the point that I was like, has he always been Scottish? Have I never noticed? <laughs> I'll try and answer your question, but I feel like there's Predator down the bottom of the corner here making these noises. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm at the I won't know what his dog's doing, to be fair, now all these noises coming out of it. To be it's like he's just invited Zool to the chat. Um, I mean, for, for me, it was just like, what's, what's the easiest way to get a bit of heat like? Especially when people don't know you, you know what I mean? Go go the old school country route, you know what I mean? Like, the old late 80s WWF, you got Sergeant Slaughter being Iranian and that, or Iraqi sympathizer, yeah. whoever he was. So yeah, you are missing that. Go on. I just think oh, you're missing got... out the fact that you are actually Scottish. I am actually Scottish, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that does help. It's not really, it wasn't a poor on accent. It's me. I mean, it is, depends who you're to. Yeah, but like you lent into that accent, you know what I mean? Because like you can, you can hear it, you can hear in, in your accent a little bit, but it's not overly powerful. As soon as yeah. you got on that mic, like I was completely convinced. I thought, fucking hell, he's been like Scottish all this time, and I didn't know. I've I never noticed that. <laughs> Just I mean, if I remember rightly, he went down quite well as well. I mean, I think they all started chanting boring at me after about 30 yeah. seconds or so. So <laughs> I thought you could do something right in the end. <laughs> yeah, and obviously for this match, we are gonna have to we are gonna have to talk about it, chaps. Because mm. um, I did try and get James to come out because before we even talk about changing the music, I said to James, Do you wanna get, do you wanna wear a stoke top? Do you want to put a little pot in your pocket and go out wearing a stoke top with a stoke scarf? Get that heat, and James went. Mm, that's that's too much heat for me. Yeah, no, no, I, no. What it was? Knowing, knowing the audience, majority of them are actually Stoke fans anyway. Even yeah. though it was at Vale, and I, I, I just thought, you know, hey, I, I don't want to be in a Stoke top, but I just thought it wouldn't get heat from doing that. So that's why you started exploring the other route. You, you could have worn my uh, Where's Wally gear, to be fair, though, mate. I mean, yeah. that's red that's red and white stripes, you know, so... But 
because you you nixed that idea and I was like, okay, cool. And I'm watching through some bits and pieces and I see the Brian Danielson changing William Regal's music um, halfway down the entrance ramp for some episode of Velocity or whatever, or King of the Ring, whatever it was. And then I think it might have been me that pitched you. Am I right? Yeah, you, you, all she said was, she said, I'm not telling you where it is, but I've got a surprise for you when you come out. And then she, you, you later touched on it was the music. And I was, I, I was fully prepared, you know. I was getting ready, embrace a bit around. Said Fred, I'm too sexy, or something like that. So the steps <laughs> just caught me off guard. Yeah, I mean, like for me, I went through a lot. I went, I was, I was still in the Stoke vibe. I thought I could pick Delilah. <laughs> like, mm, we're all gonna go with Delilah. Right, said Fred was an easy one. Barbie girl would have been easy. That could have been some easy heel heat. Um, but yeah, I just thought, what's What's overly cheap? What's something that they're, they're never going to think of? Nothing with a bull person. Nothing like yeah. that would be too obvious. What could I pick? And stumbled upon steps. And once that violin kicks in at the start of that song, I was like, this is it. <laughs> this is the one. Um, and it's, it's a great song, be fair. It's a great song, man. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it does me, took me all my time not to start cracking out some moves, you know what I mean? I love yeah. that song. <laughs> this is my, and I've said this to you before, James, because I, I, you know, I, I'm, I am quite harsh on people. That my only bugbear with that is you, you and Jamie were both giving me the heat because I'm stood on the DJ booth yeah. and you're both giving, you're both going, What are you doing? I'm like, and I'm trying to like my voice to you, but I don't want the camera picking up me. I'm, I'm trying to say, like, Blame other people. Don't blame the DJ. No one knows I'm the boss, so blame the fans. Go, you've done this, you've done this. And you kind of do start doing it as you to leave me and go on the other side of the ring. But it's just that moment I'm like, don't look at me. Give the fans, give the fans, because they're the ones that are going to give you the heat back. So that's my only bugbear with that. But as soon as you come yeah. around the other side where the, the Myatt's family was, where your families were all around the other side, you start blaming the fans. And I was like, well done. Well done, yeah. chaps. Perfect. I think it, it, it was just was it, it was just that random of a song. I was expecting to say something quite insulting, you know, yeah, something, yeah. and it just really caught me off. Like, like, like steps playing, and then that's when I looked at you, and then I, I kind of come back then and think, right, okay, I'll start getting into the crowd here. Yeah, I mean, good match. I get another triple yeah. threat, whatever, but good match. Yeah, personally for me, it was it was a good one. Uh, what I enjoyed was it was the first time I'd ever been in a match with somebody that I hadn't previously known or trained with. It was the first yeah. time we'd, we'd ever met, um, you know what I mean? And they, they'd been round a lot. They were two very good lads. Um, and they really helped put the match together in a good format. And it wasn't, I don't think I stood out in there as in, you know, oh, well, he hardly does anything ever. The, the match just flowed. It was a nice, natural match, and I enjoyed it. Got to take the first ever frog splash, which was one ticked off as well. But yeah, yeah. They, they, they were a good pair of lads, both of them. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, triple threats can be difficult anyway. Yeah. But putting putting you for putting you on the last show with Ryan and with Matt yeah. Burns, that's as safe as safe going to be. Yeah. Into, you know what I mean? So I thought, okay, let's. Um, you've earned it. You, you fucking you and Jamie have earned, have earned so much. That I'm, I'm, let's let's chuck you in a little bit at the deep end. Put you in with guys you don't know. Put you in guys that you, you go. Oh, I don't really. I'm not too sure. I know them all that much. And, and see how you do. And yeah, I don't think you were, you 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 were the weak link in that. The stuff that you did all looked solid. All looked really good. Some mm. great character work. Some great bits with Jamie. Some great bits with Stacey. Kind of faulty. It's a really mm. good match all round. This was a bit different. This one for for me because well, the first one was quite comedic. 
whereas this one was a bit more serious, wasn't it? Yeah. So it was a bit more, but I, to be fair, I probably enjoyed, apart from smashing Bob on the back of the head, <laughs> I probably enjoyed the serious stuff a bit more. And I thought this was, yeah. a, for me, this was an all-round better show, I think. Yeah. It, was a, it, was a, yeah. it was a great show. Yeah, I thought um, so we've gone from obviously that this match wasn't comedic right into the next match that's as comedic as comedic gets. We've got Drill, <laughs> Luna Rocks, and Matt Burns versus Troy Goose, Harley Harris, and Bjorn. Now, oh. yeah, now I, I I got the idea for the for the chicken bucket when I'd done like an Uber Eats order. They'd, they've never brought my food in a bucket before. I've never, and I don't like. You always put chicken on the bone in a bucket, so I never ordered it because I don't like it. And they just brought it in a bucket this time, and I just thought Drill could get away with this. Whatever we put in the bucket, Drill could sell it, and it'll get over. No two ways about it. Drill could could, could like sell getting a little dog Teddy on a lead and talk to it like it's a real dog, like the, the guys at Scrubs, and he would get it over. He's just that kind of guy. And so I said to Drill, well. Troy Goose is the polar opposite to you. He's, he's, he's very straight-laced, and he can do it really well. He's our HR guy. How about if you stash some chicken under the ring and he replaces it with, I don't know, let's do... And we were going to do some of a, of a different kind of fruit. For one, no, we don't want it to get rotten. We'll do carrots. Carrots can, don't need to be in the fridge. Stick them in the carrots, stick them under the ring. Jobs are gone. And that's all the gag was going to be. You know, we were just going to say, you've replaced my chicken with carrots. I hate you. Boom, boom, boom. There's your match. So I'm, I'm behind the DJ booth and I'm leaving people in the back to do what they want. I'm not meddling like I usually do. I go in, go in the back just before we, we, we let in and I say to Drill and he stood with the, the other five people in the match. Oh, so we're, guys, you've got about I think, 10, 12 minutes. What are you doing? And Drill just says, oh, we're just going to, we're going to stick a carrot up a bun. And I thought he was joking because <laughs> I thought he was just, Drill knows how to wind me off. So he's like, yeah, we're just going to stick a carrot up a bun. I'm like, oh, you... I'll leave you to it. Have a good, have a good, uh, have a good match. Be safe. Back to the DJ booth from four matches in, and obviously this match starts and really good contrasting promos at the start. You know, Drill versus Troy. They are so they look quite similar. Both bald dudes with beards and um, <laughs> well, obviously one's that's one's awesome roster. It's awesome yeah, roster. Awesome. That's that's just the women though, and they're, they're really good con- <laughs> contrasting. Sorry, it was a bit really late good, picking like, up on that one. Uh, they're really good contrasting characters, personalities. So great promos just to open the match. Starts getting into it. Drill kind of rolls Bjorn up. And, well, usually you run and kick them at the bum when they're in that kind of thing. And for holy shit, he's going to put. He's going to put. Actually, seriously, this wasn't. This wasn't a joke. So I'm just kind of watching. And there's a bit where you kind of go when things go in slow motion. I'm thinking, oh, he's going to do it. Um. Do I try and stop this? Can I stop this? Should I stop this? <laughs> Do I just let it happen? And, and, and it went slow motion. He's kind of winding it up and boom. Uh, Cabot goes, uh, Cabot gets planted. And <laughs> the crowd are really into it. I mean, the, uh, <laughs> it could have gone very wrong, but the crowd are very into it. And I'm just thinking, we're so going to get sued. <laughs> 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 But it was great. It was such because Bjorn sold that so well. Yeah, I, 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 like the facials, the noises. The only bit again, this is me you know, nitpicking. Harley comes round, pulls it, and Bjorn's not got hold of it, so she kind of pulls it out. Goes oh, quick, and quickly yeah, puts it back. Yeah. So when you kind of see that, like 
cringing a little bit, but he's such a good mo- moment. Troy's trying to pull it out. Harley's trying to pull it out. Referee Steve's trying to pull it out. And eventually they do. And Bjorn is selling it for the rest of the show. Fantastic. Cannot fault him. Fantastic. There is one bit I've got to mention in this, in this match, and hopefully you guys picked up on it when you watched it back. There was a song that Drill and Matt Burns sung that does not age well. It's, uh, it's R. Kelly. And um, I think Troy wastelocks Luna Rocks and she starts grinding. So he, it looks like he's kind of grinding with her. He's like, hey, get off, get off, shoves her off. And both Drill and Matt Burns start singing R. Kelly's, my mind's telling me no. no. And I'm on the DJ booth just kind of hiding my face going, oh, they've not seen Surviving <laughs> R. Kelly on Netflix. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just hiding. I'm like, stop singing. Please stop. Just stop. And... Yeah, it's once it's out there, it's out there. So, yeah. I mean, I I remember this leading up to this. I think was this Troy Goosey's second show. I think it was his. This this was his first. This was his debut. Was this his debut? Because I remember by this time, I feel like you'd sort of had a bit of trust in me and James because I remember you sending us his promos and saying, "What do you think about this guy, this character?" Yeah, and uh, I remember us being like sort of rooted on him straight away. I think he's a mm. fantastic yeah. piece of part, while great character, and I think he just slotted into this perfectly. That he's somebody getting a carrot in the arse, like you know what I mean? Yeah, the, the HR bloke there is what you need when you get a carrot in the arse. Ain't it? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, he is. He's. I, I can't say enough good about him. Troy Goose is just yeah. one of my. I, I I could trust him with my money. Like he's he's just that guy that. You could just yeah. trust him, but I've got to ask. Obviously, before because the interval comes up after this uh, after this match, why didn't we have uh, Mr. Roberts on this show? Because I didn't say to put him on or not put him on. So why didn't Rob get on this show? I can't remember, and it was only dawned on me like really close to the show. Like shit, we haven't got Bob involved in this one. Yeah, and I didn't I, know until I, I turned up. That was it. I, <laughs> I just. I, we'd said, I think we'd said a couple of weeks before, like, because the card had been sorted. Yeah. And my, my match changed, like, three, four times in the week leading up to it. So yeah. we didn't know where I put Rob. But that's where we said, did, did we get you in the ring, do a bit of a promo at the interval? Yeah, so I, did, I did the, uh, the raffle. That yeah. was it. So that was right, yeah. right before the main event. But, yeah, yeah. I, I made a mental note. I thought, right, for the next one, we've got sticking right back in there with the match. I know we I had was, some, uh, and there's, we, we toyed with some ideas, or at least I did. I can't remember if I told it with you as well about like me versus Jamie, like the revenge match from when we took each other out at the first Oscar Mania. It would be like Hogan slamming Andre again or something. Brown panties. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I didn't uh, discuss that. But I evening gown, mate, like Briscoe <laughs> Patterson. That's an evening gown match. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've got the wig. I just keep thinking to myself, if we could get you two a bit of training and then we could have a, like a bit of a tag match, me and Jamie, and then say Matt and Rob, where we could keep your interaction to a minimal and just get you in there for the odd spot. But I think that'd go down yeah. the treat, that would. Yeah, absolutely. Because I know, Rob, were you, working, were you on the door? Were you on like, the, the merch on the sweets? Yes, side? yes, I was, I, was, uh, I was selling the sweets, pretty much. Yes. <laughs> so they, so they, they really did the not sweets. trust you. Like, okay. We trust him enough to yeah. get that sweets. That's that's the limit. Yeah, keep him out of the way. He can't even go in the crowd. Just keep him to the yeah. side, off the camera. But, but I have, I have got more compliments <coughs> saved saved up for you coming up. So um, so we we finish we finish the interval. We have pictures. Um, 
with Drill, with uh, with Boris. I think Drill's wearing the KFC bucket as a hat. I've yeah. got to say, kids stole all them carrots. Every single carrot got stolen. Some got ate. Now, we don't know which carrot was removed, but uh. it could well have been eaten. <laughs> We'll be doing a charity show for that. We'll be doing a charity show for that kid next. <laughs> Carrot mania. Oh, yep. So now we see we, we we get to the point in the show. So we we get to uh, the crowd. Good, plentiful crowd on all four sides. They've got a lot of energy, and we start the second half main event. So we start the second half. Now at this point, we've had we've had some issues. Now the original match was meant to be um, Ryan Gold. Versus Dominita. Now, Dominita got injured, I think it's about a week yeah. or two before this show. She, she took a kick to the side of the head uh, on, on another show, and she wasn't um, fit to compete, which is fair enough. Health and safety, complete, completely right decision. So we, and that was going to be that Keith was going to intervene, and then Kenny Kilbane, Dominita's tag partner, was going to intervene and turn into Kenny and Dominita versus the Myers. That was the, the original idea. So Dominita's out, and I thought, okay, uh, we'll do something else. So we kind of started the match, uh, Kenny Cobain versus Ryan Gold, because he's still Ryan Gold at this point. Now, it's a charity show. We all know why we're there. No one's getting paid. Like mm. We're all losing out, whether it's time, money, effort, energy, blood, sweat, tears. We're, but we're all doing it for a really good fucking cause. So yeah. everyone's on that same wavelength, you know. Now, Kenny... I don't mind. I'm going to chuck him under the bus a little bit here because he was not acting professionally in any way, shape, or form. They put the match together in the back. And bear in mind, this is the second half. They've had two hours to put it together. They put it together. And then two minutes before they were due to come out, Kenny starts thinking, no, you know what? Let's, let's, let's scrap up what we've just planned for two hours. Let's, I'm not getting anything in. I don't look strong enough. It's like, what? If, if Keith Myatt's planning the match, you fucking yeah. do what he says. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's held in the high regards, you know. Yeah. Um, and Kenny was to wound people up to the point that <clears> no one <throat> wanted to be around him, no one wanted to be yeah. in the match with him. It was really unfortunate because I, I think, it was under any other circumstances, he'd have been kicked out of the changing room, and the match would have been scrapped. It would have been made into something else. If I it's just Ryan, one of them things. Ryan was still pissed off even while the match was going on. I remember there was a bit of a spot where they come out the ring and, and through the doors to where I was and Ryan's like shaking his head. He's like, yeah, he, yeah. Just, he didn't want it. And I didn't blame Ryan for that at the end of the day. No, no not at all. Not at all. I mean, this um, for me was the only, it was the only negative over the two shows for me. Yeah. Um, this, yeah, absolutely. It was um, the only person who I met that I didn't really want to spend any sort of time with. If, yeah, if, without being horrible, and I was I was wondering if you were going to touch on that or not, Phil, or if we were going yeah, to we 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 talk about it. So it ended up being uh, Ryan versus Kenny. They have about five minutes. Keith comes out, causes the DQ, and then we we got Charles Kelsey on board. Now yeah. Charles Kelsey is an absolute godsend of a human being. He's just heart of gold, Wasn't willing to do it. anything. Just properly. Wonderful, wonderful bloke. And yeah. we've been wanting to wanting to get him on for a little bit of a while, but because he's such a big guy, I didn't want him to come on as a heel, but because you're such, when you're such a big guy as a face, there's only when you you kind of dwarf 90% of the roster, it can be a bit difficult to sell that as a story because you've got to overcome the odds. I mean, because he's such a big dude. It can be a bit difficult, but for okay, cool. So Kelsey comes out and makes the save. Um and then it's the Myers versus Kenny and Charles Kelsey. Now, in this match, they didn't let Kenny Cobain tag in at all. 
they just they they did everything to, to Kelsey because they just didn't want Kenny to get in. Um, fans would never know if you're watching that match that anything was wrong because again the Myatt's professional, yeah. uh, Charles Kelsey professional mm. cannot see enough good about the three of them. Um, it's just a shame there's one person in that match that let it down. Just um, on, but yeah. just on Charles as well. Like the guy was dead thankful for being there. He yeah, was yeah. Dead nice in there. He was like he was really enjoying it. Um, and he was he just kept saying thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Like he's like I've been trying to get on. Uh, pro wrestling for you for years, he says, and he says I made up. I finally got my opportunity. I just spoke volumes about the guys a person. Yeah. Lovely fella. And that that was it as well. Going back to the original Oscarmanian, this but part of the point was it was going to be chance for you. So you, you know, it, it was going to step up and donate the time. But also some of the lads who aren't on the shows regularly gets them have a you know a run out. You can have a look at them. They can have a run out. You know, different crowd have a feel out for each other and he's somebody who benefited from it because as we know we've yeah. been back since and uh, as you both said just a genuinely nice lad Lovely really fella. Good, good bloke yeah. I think Antigua got a pinfall over me on one of the shows following after yeah he has actually yeah <laughs> but, uh, I think it was pressing for you's home sweet home the uh, the 10 year anniversary that was it yeah he, he had so, one on me yeah so before we get to the to the main event which is the the battle royale this is where I'm gonna again. I'm gonna blow some smoke off, off Rob's ass because Rob came a fucking alive during this raffle because both me and Dan like we were looking at each other, going, "Where the fuck has this come from?" Because <laughs> Rob's doing Rob's doing the raffle and there's like yeah, I think, I think we did the the free goodie bags and the booby prize. So it was more catered to what we do for pressing for you, you know, the free goodie bags and the one terrible yeah. booby prize, and. Rob's like, picking out the tickets and he's making jokes to each one, the people that are coming up. Because I think, was it Jamie's wife won one? Possibly, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't actually yeah. remember. <laughs> and, um, like, so obviously you know, she comes up and she's com- you know, coming from off the door. She's won one of the raffle prizes. People are booing her because obviously it's someone that this works <laughs> and this won the one of those prizes. <laughs> and Rob starts giving her abuse, like, jeez. And, like, me and Dan just keep looking at each other, just going, like, we should, we should have had Rob do the announcing. This is fantastic. <laughs> like you can tell, he, you bottled it up and were like, if, "If I've got a minute, it's going to be a minute to to shine. And I'm going to take all of it." No, so, I, uh, I, I just, I just, I just go out and wing it. I do. I've got, I've got no problem doing that. I mean, um, sorry, what's the announcer dude's name again? Oh, Dan- uh, Daniel Terry. Yeah, Daniel. He was, he was telling me afterwards, like, "Oh, you know, what a great job you did. I didn't think you were going to do that well." And all that. I was like, "Well, I'll do it. I'll, well, not do it for a living, but like, I do the theatre yeah. and stuff. You know, I've got no problem going out." on a stage in front of people. I've got no problem making an idiot of myself if I have to. I can get a cheap laugh, so, you know, I'm going to enjoy it. Just by standing there. Well, exactly. That's all I have to do. <laughs> we, me, me and Jamie laugh at him every day. <laughs> well, this is true. Now, um, what, one, one little cool bit that I've got to mention, right, so obviously we do, the, we do the Battle Royale, that's the main event, which we're going to talk about in a second, but comparing last year's, well, Oscar Mania 1 to Oscar Mania 2, we had Dave Dovecchio come in as the heavyweight champion, tag with Mark Morgan, and he's against Drill, who after Oscar Mania 2 is going to become our person for champion. And Mark Morgan um, was our G6 champion. So it's like the main events within one show, the main event, the guys that are holding all the gold completely changed. Yeah. We, we yeah. completely just didn't occur to me until uh, I've just uh, been having a little look. But we get to this show. Now, a battle royale or a rumble, whatever, it's always going to go down well because it's just so much going on. Yeah. Um, a few little bits and pieces. Some of uh, you know James's kids almost getting 
squashed because they won't sit still in their seats and they kept like trying to get up close to the ringside. So they had like <laughs> Dan running around trying to like, okay, get in your seats, get in your seats. We had like, Leanne running around, even I did, I had to leave the DJ booth and go run. <gasps> so we, we didn't squash some kids. But really good main event, um, really good battle royale, some good little fun bits, some nice, some little cheeky bits. The fact that it was Drill and Troy came down to the, the final two was a great way to, to end. Um, Drill trying to cut a promo when he's full of energy, full of adrenaline. He can't remember the show name. So I'm trying to shout it at him from the DJ booth. <laughs> I tell you, Dave's beat me a few times, but I get one more shot at him. And next month, it's pressing fuse. And then he waits. What, it, what, what what's, what's the show name? And I'm like, cheapest sleepers. And he, he doesn't know what that means. So he's like, oh, press and fuse, cheapest creepers. I'm like, no, sleepers. <laughs> like the, the bloody wrestling move. And he still can't hear. He's like, what? And he's shouting what at me. And I'm like, oh, for God. So I was like, Dan, tell him. So Dan had to tell him. He's like, it's Jeepers Sleepers. Oh, yeah, Jeepers Sleepers, November next month. Like, oh, for God's sake, Drill. <laughs> but again, he can get away with it. He's like the, he's like a, a Wigan version of Grado. So he can just get away with that fun yeah. stuff. He can look stupid and no one cares. Uh, sends everyone home happy. Troy is just, he's, he's a made man at this point. I can't you know, feel highly enough about him than, than I did at this point. And I just thought they were, they were the perfect two to end it. There was no more issues. I don't think anyone shook hands with you-know-who on his way out the door. No. <sighs> but um, that small issue aside, I thought this was such a strong show, a strong yeah. card. Mm. Everyone was on their A-game. All three of you guys, your wives, your friends, the, the, the bands, the sponsors... Everyone came at this so strong that I would put this up there. My Mount Rushmore of favourite shows in their entirety. I, I would put that up there. Yeah, I think this is a great show, but you can you can see your confidence in it as well yeah. after the first one because I think the first one you were you're a bit unsure. What's like we said at the beginning of the 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 pod, you were a bit unsure about where it was going to go, but with this one, you've rolled it into your next shows. Yeah. So you could see that you were a lot more confident in the show and the in the aspect of it as well, which I think I, I think that basically that's pretty much why the show sh- shined as much as it did. To be honest with you. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So how much did we uh, end up donating to? Because we had you know, Donna Louise there this time. They had like a stall set up, yeah. and I know they signed yeah. people up to their. Is it like a Donna Louise uh, lottery? Lottery. Yeah, they, they said they had really good uptake on the lottery. And we raised, I want to say about 13, 50, just shy of 1,400, so similar to the year before. Um, so we raised a good chunk of change, but they said that it was the lottery that they had a really good response to. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I'd like to think, you know, with the monthly donations, we, we, we did a lot of good for them. Um, I mean, they, they are actually, am I right now, Bob, in saying that the Donna Louise is now actually part of Dougie Mac? It's, yeah. it, it's under one umbrella. Yes, I think, um, yeah, it's all under one that way. Dougie Mac have absorbed the Donna Louise. Um, I'm not entirely clued up on how the whole situation works. If you can still donate specifically to Donna Louise, and if it still goes into the same place that it used yeah. to, or um, whatever. But I think I think they still exist in some way. But they're mainly now part of the Dougie Mac. Yeah. So yeah. I'll do a bit of research that ready for the next one. But again, Dougie Mac. I think every man in the dog in Stoke on Trent had some form of. Contact use of yeah. Doggy Mac, um, great, great, um, you know, charity out there that provide a great service to people, especially terminal towards the end of the life. And uh, just following that last 
you know, Oscar Mania 2. It was a great show, but I'm just excited for how much we can build on yeah. it. I want to keep that venue, and I think we can really build on that for next year. Yeah. I think we can do something special. Sad that we've had go two years without it. I mean, because three was yeah. in the books once. It was booked yeah. and everything, and we were ready yeah. to go again. And But that, that being said, I think, like you said, about Carol taking over the veil and stuff like mm-hmm. that, I think this one could be even bigger. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I think you've kind of answered my uh, final question for me then, gents. Uh, October 2022, is he to Oscar Mania 3? Yeah, without a doubt. Like Cerny, need to sort these two lads out, see if we can get some involvement. But yeah, can't wait. Uh, obviously, by then, I'm hoping I have quite a few more matches under my belt. So uh, I'm looking forward to doing something good there, something special and memorable. More Does that mean I've got to get in shape as well? You are a shape, Rob. It's just not the shape that you want to be. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get you like a little spandex outfit. You've got to wear wrestling gear once. Like, there's, yeah. because there's nothing like it because you feel really exposed. A bit like Simon from In Between Us when he's got like a bollock hanging out. You do feel really exposed. <laughs> but I promise you, even if people are laughing at you and all this sort of stuff, you'll come out of that going, I feel like a million times more confident. And that confidence never wanes. Like, once you can walk out in front of a crowd in just a pair of trunks, you go, hey, I can't fucking do nothing else. Like it's, oh, I, think, it I think I've worn Stranger Things, but I, I was a bit thin about that. <laughs> yeah. But, but it, it's one of them as well. As a wrestling fan, it's a big one ticked off the bucket list. You know yeah. what I mean? You can yeah. say you've done it experience. And there is, everybody says it, there's nothing like it. You know what I mean? What's that yeah. Stranger Thing you've worn, Bob? A bandana? <laughs> oh, that's a good idea, Matt. Bring that. <laughs> before, before, we, before we sign off, because I think we've gone over this sort of two hour point. So before we sign off, yeah. was was uh, Rob's idea for Oscar Mania 1, the one that we weren't going to talk about, but I'm going to bring up and make you feel all awkward, did it involve a a, a toy doll and drop kicking it? No. No, worse no. than that, mate. Yeah. I will tell you that. that. We're not pointing to on here. I thought we were going yeah, down the Gene, the, Gene Snitsky route where he just yeets this doll. Listen, you know it's no, bad. Oh, you know it's bad when I don't want to tell you what he says, Phil. Yeah. Tell you what, tell you what, we'll, we'll save that for after the show. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. So is, is there anything you want? Is there anything you want to sign off with, gents? Is there any any thanks you want to give out? Uh, any little plugs for next year? Anything like that? No, I'll just go on, Jamie. I was just going to say, I just want to thank you, Phil, for giving us the opportunity basically for for make Bob happy. He's a pain in the arse, but uh, he's a he's a friend. Yeah, he's him. your he's your pain in the arse. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the the wives, uh, Lindsay, Natty, um for popping in and done everything they did, all, all the the workers mm. for giving the time up and for nothing basically. Uh well not for nothing, but you know what I mean, don't you? Yeah. For for basically what they did was was fantastic. Yeah. It was, it was brilliant. Both shows loved absolutely every minute of both of them. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just want to thank you three, you three for like just doing the, such a special thing. You know, Phil for lending us your wrestling company and putting on two fantastic shows, and Jamie and James for organising it and everything, getting everybody involved, <laughs> sort, sorting everything out. And uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to say it's for me. I, for me, it's for Oscar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but. It's for everybody, isn't it? Really, it's a it's a show for everybody that wants to come and enjoy it for whatever yeah. reason, and it's just it's fun. That's what it's all about, and it's it's for a good cause. And I just want to thank everybody that's been involved. Yeah, and, and I'm looking one, forward to the next one. Last one for me. I agree with all your comments. Thanking the right people. Thank the sponsors past and 
sponsors future, whoever's out there, anybody listening, you know, you, if you want to jump in. And uh, lastly, I want to thank Jamie for not dying whilst we recorded this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. So Jamie's he's tonsillitis. Um, James, yourself, you've, I think you're nine and a half to zero, is it, on the tech versus you? If we add in <laughs> interruptions from your dogs, your kids, your wife, yeah. and your tech, I feel on about 48 to zero. So, uh, I agree. Yeah. They, they, so, they uh, don't matter. It's the one in the other column that's going to matter when it comes. Exactly, <laughs> but, but I, I, I do want I do want to give out some thanks because we've we talked about some the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, we've we've kind of gone through each of those um, during this show. Uh, but I, like I want to thank you three guys. I want to thank all the sponsors um, of the shows, every fan that came along. Um, whether we pressured you into buying a ticket, we don't regret it because it's for so so much of a good cause that I wouldn't regret. It's all shoving a, a charity flyer in front of your face and saying, come along to the show because it's worth it. So many people have um, you know, given up their time, their blood, sweat, tears, energy. Absolutely. Epic. Like, there's plenty of wrestlers that were on both shows that could have had a payday on another show because there was other promotions yeah. that had gigs that same day. And they said, no, we're sticking with you. Um, can't thank them enough you know, to all our wives and girlfriends, hopefully, um, that the wives and the girlfriends never meet. But thank you, uh, thank you. Love that one. No, but everyone involved in Oscar Mania, and you know what? Like I've got it. Like he does come back because even though Rob just said it's not about you, it is because the way that you've, the way that I've obviously seen you deal with all this stuff, Rob. I, I have got so much fucking respect for you because you you deal with this so well, and I think that's such a great way of doing it that if you can laugh your way through it enjoy your way through it make it better for other people that are going through really shit times that's going to be if even if we just did one Oscar Mania show and that was it you should feel so fucking proud and because you know me James and Jamie are so proud of, of you and Nettie for but for, for, you know, dealing with this and you know really, am, yeah. it, it, it means means the world to, to all of us you know so. I am incredibly proud I'm incredibly proud of of you know like what Oscar Mania has become, and and just for what these guys and and my friends and every and you know a lot of people who I've never met before have done for us. Um, whether it's just looking after us at the Donna Louise, it's putting on these shows or the fun days that we used to have, just you know anything. People have helped us so much these past few years, and it means the absolute world to us. And you know we we're just we're just getting on with with life you know yeah. you don't know what to do when these sort of things happen you can't plan for it you just you just go on instinct you just do what you do and we just carried on and yeah. i've got i'm i don't know I, i've just got a horrible sense of humor and and i've just i've my only way to cope with things is just to laugh not to laugh at oscar so to speak but i, I you know I, I mean i can make a joke but uh, I, you know i i just no, I just just don't. I just yeah, <laughs> I just try to stay as positive as I can. Yeah, and, and just keep a smile on my face. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm still alive, and I just got to get on. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, and you know, if there's any kind of message there for anyone who's going through, through the same sort of thing, you know, you, you you can get through it. Yeah, absolutely. Just put put on a bit of wrestling with some friends, have some good times, and it'll be as as good as it can get. 
Yeah. You know? So, mm-hmm. gents, can I say, obviously, this has been an absolute pleasure. It was such a great, uh, I, I think it's a really good idea to do deep dives on this sort of stuff. Because there's no way in a million years wrestling fans would know, like, James's point of view, Jamie's point of view, your point of view, Rob, and mine all in one, to know what goes into a show, why we're doing it, and what the outcome is. And say we've raised, like, a good two and a half to three grand for a really worthwhile charity. We're paying tribute uh, to, to your son. We're putting on some good shows, really good quality shows. Um, it's just win-win for absolutely everyone involved. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's after all of us. So, yeah, absolutely love talking about it and revisiting this. But, uh, gents, we're, we're going to call it a day for, for today. I think we've, uh, we've done very good. Obviously, <laughs> it would have been nice if... Um, Perfect Paul James's internet would have been a little bit more yeah, perfect, uh, but uh, <laughs> story of my uh, life. Yeah, Virgin Media one, Perfect Paul James zero. Thanks for listening. Check out Pro Wrestling for You on all social media platforms and stream our back catalogue of shows over at pw4uondemand.co.uk.